Star Sacramento Podcast. This is episode 64. Thanks. And I am here with... Boss Ass Marty. Mr. Miles Jolly. And I am your favorite immigrant, Mario Lopez. We are 64. Hey. Baby, baby. baby. Like that social security name. Yes. We're almost there. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes. So, let's take care of business. We are brought to you in part by Oak Park Brewing Company. If you're down with OPB. Yeah, you know me. Now, they are back to normal operating situations. You can go now and eat there. The air quality has gotten better. It doesn't smell like burnt butt anymore out there in the air. So now you can go to Oak Park and eat outside again. I know. You can breathe. Especially tomorrow after this podcast. Yes. (laughs) Tomorrow. Yes. So now... What's happening yeah. tomorrow? Yeah, what it'll, is, be, it'll be extra clear. But extra, it'll be extra clear. <laughs> I, I thought, uh, it was yeah. like, damn, I missed something. What's let's, happening? <laughs> let's get the Santa Ana wins. Let's go. Um, they're open from 12 to 8. Now, they are also, give, they gave us our own beer. This is the th- second time it's brewed, and we're going to keep brewing it because it seems like the people love it. So, the We Are Sacramento Beer is out there right now at Oak Park Brewing Company. You can still get it while yeah. supplies last. So, yeah, man. Um, now, we're also brought to you by MXL Mics. And according to Mari, we look so beautiful. Sound Ow. never looks so good. There it is. Miles is back with his best yes. owl in the industry. Um, <laughs> he is inspired. He had left us for a couple of episodes, and I have to call him out. It's true, he did. Um, if you have a podcast, are thinking of a podcast, or you just want to upgrade your sound, your equipment, think of MXL Mics. They got your back. Look at how we sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go back to episode one and listen to this one. Yeah, and then There's listen to difference. this one. There's there a is difference. a difference. There's a major difference. What? Yeah. And we also, grew up. We grew up. For sure. For sure. We got a big boy arena. <laughs> yeah. Sound of looks so good. <laughs> now, here's a business we support. is Hella Hollow. Aren't you proud as fuck of them, though? Who, Hella Hollow? What happened to yeah. me? I want to uh, celebrate. Yes. They, they have a trailer. It's a sick-ass trailer. I got to go check. It's tight as hell. They can go park in front of anywhere now. And even the pandemic or anything, their product is so good. That nice Filipino treat that's not your Lola's Hollow Hollow. It's not They your show Lola's. up. But also, you got to know, they oh, cater. Hello. They cater, people. They do weddings, quinces, mm. um, uh, weddings at the beach. I mean, if they can pull the trailer to it, it's going to happen. Hey, if I ever get married again, guess mm-hmm. who's catering my wedding for oh, dessert? Oh, how cute. It's cute, right? Dope as fuck, right? Right. Dope, dope. And if you've never seen the trailer from the before and after, I mean, damn, that's a limousine they got. They, You know what I mean? People did his thing. People, and shout out to you, man. We love you. Hard work. Keep wow. doing it, bro. Wow. Oh, this is amazing. So let's say it one more time for the people in the back. It is not your Lola's Hollow Hollow. If you want to check them out or see what their schedule is looking like, just go to their Instagram. And it's hella hollow underscore sack. S-A-C. So... There's that. And now there's another business that we truly, really support, and we love their cookies. It is Sugary Sweetery. They use real vanilla beans. Yeah, but yeah. I love how uh, we support companies that give treats. Treats. Treat. We love treats. We love treats, you know? like Fat boy on a diet. Right, don't, don't try, try that it. shit. <laughs> I jack no, your ass like, like a looter in a riot. My fault, guys. My Damn. Fault. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm still scrolling down uh, Hello Hollows. Hey, <laughs> Instagram. This shit looks so it's yummy. It's delicious. Like, By the way, people, up. we just quoted Cypress Hills. 
If you uh, didn't know, if you now you know. You should know. <laughs> you feel me? Because um, oh, wow. really, I just, <laughs> what you know about 40s and fist fights? <laughs> hey, the dick, you love that one. <laughs> With the registered because he started. He was like, "Oh, oh, yeah. that's my kind of people." Right. Oh yeah. Um, now oh, there's a few podcasts that we support, and one of them is we produce it, and is Love Bold Society with Kiyomi Ho. Yes. The premise is behind a book that she wrote. It is for seller underground books, and I believe also in Am- on Amazon. But it's within the premise of you being able to forgive yourself, get through some things. We all do some fucked up shit. We don't, but we don't have to live with the guilt. Now, another podcast that we support is Positively Growing, an amazing podcast. Hence, the name is Positive. They got some gems in there. I listen to it, and I'm a better person for it. Um, another Who's it by though, um, Kayla Chu. Chu. I'm sorry, I forgot her name. I didn't forget her name. I forgot to say, say her, her name. name. Yes. Yeah, I never, <laughs> never forget her name. Um, another podcast that we support and is Word Is Bond. With what is bond? Bo, 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 bo. With who though? Mark Easy and Julian mm-hmm. Johnny Money MJJ. My initials, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Michael, and Michael Jordan's MJJ and so Michael you, Jackson's. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you guys listen to? Well, so I listened to their episode um, uh, today. Actually, the Monday that dropped Monday. That's how I found out that Nas had dropped an album. Oh my god! It is fire. Yes, we listened to it. Now let me talk about this. So, yeah. go ahead. No. All right. What do you mean? On I haven't listened to it oh, yet. Okay. So are we are we at illmatic level or no. are we at stillmatic no, no, level? No, no, no. I'm gonna explain. Okay. All of the above. I'm gonna explain. I can appreciate hip hop. However, but real hip hop, like Nas hip hop, like like you know, Wu Tang hip hop. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. so I can appreciate it's it. Like go to jail hip hop, you know I, what I mean? You know, me being me, I probably wouldn't go to that first, okay? Mm-hmm. Nas's album is a perfect mix of hip-hop to today's culture to mm-hmm. girls. So street hop Ooh. to hip-hop. I mean, it's to, got everything, bro. He got everything, and it's perfectly done, though. Even Dr. Dre jumped on that. Perfectly done. Like, the way that it just flows. It's not... It Miles, it's literally you're you're listening to every track because every track is it is like unique but just very great. That's like that's illmatic. Like, like we yeah. had yeah. beer royalty, bro. That album is the quintessential old school meets new school. Like, but keeping that, it real. Yeah, like but this. Keeping it true to this hip-hop. is what. This is what the new hip hop should be sounding like. Absolutely, exactly. You know what I He's mean? He's like, "Hey, look, I'm an OG, this... but I came back and I'm still gonna do it better than yeah. you guys." Now, what <laughs> I, I will say, heard it yet. yeah, okay, so it's it, so I, good, like dope. Damn, what's that? It's so dude? good. There's a because he's a Jay Electronica. Like a anyway. There's a car. There's yeah. a. Didn't yes. he just release something? Who? I don't know, but Jay Electronic is a real Damn. person. No, I know it's a real person. So but somebody just there's a there's a song in that album called Car Eighty Five. Okay, and it's pretty much a story about all the things that he did while he was blowing up. Okay, like what taxi, the what car they took. They only wanted car eighty five because it was the one that had their back. You know how you can call a car for yourself back yes. in those days. You can still do it in New York. Yeah, but it was like, hey, I only want this car. car. You know what I mean? So good. Um, I mean, all of it, all throughout, bro. It is all from the intro to the outro. Sick of shit. I. You know what? I, yeah. All right. I'm a believer. Um, yeah, no, I definitely And am I'm too. not a 
firsthand Nas. I know, I know. Like, that's same. I'm not a yeah. you know, I'm not a hip hop like the, Yeah. If Tupac I didn't feel, like you, I didn't like you, but I was like, Ooh, this is fire. I don't think t- Tupac, Tupac didn't like him for a while. There was a while that Tupac I no. thought he was too young to be in nope. that uh nope. associated in that uh, nope. that Tupac, realm. Tupac didn't like anyone that was from New York at the time. So and Which is that, funny because he's from New York. He's from Baltimore. And then originally born yeah. in Baltimore, mm-hmm. lived in New York majority of his well, till he went to Oakland. Right. And that's where he found Thug Life. But yeah. Yep. So now let me get to the point of I the fact. I love Oakland. Yeah, man. Shout you know, out wait to a you. minute, wait a minute. We love New, uh, San Francisco too, though, and Sacramento, because we are Sacramento. But let me go into my rant. It took me a little while to get tomorrow because I had a few I had a few subjects that I wanted to talk to. But given the person that we have interviewed today, I am truly inspired about how we need to deliver our message. And sometimes I get pissed off. And sometimes I get real intense. But sometimes I feel we need to be more eloquent or I need to be more eloquent about what we say or what I say in regards to what's going on. And per what's going on right now, I just want to say I think and believe that we all need to remember that whether we like it or not, believe it or not, we are all the same. And we should strive not to only help our own kind, but to strive to help everyone that is not us, right. that is not, doesn't look like me. Right. Like, it should be okay for me to help someone of a different race. Like, we should not be so, so divided in our unification. And if, it, that, if it, that doesn't make sense, I just want to explain it where it's like we're fighting for the same cause, but we're so divided in that cause. And that's something that I've been noticing a lot when it comes to the unifying voice that I always talk about. I just want to put forward that, I mean, at the end of the day, we had civil rights movement royalty here today, not only beer, but just how inspired, and I know Miles is inspired, but how we need to deliver our message and that we as a younger generation need to learn that deliverance of a message does not change the message. Right. You know what I'm saying, and so at the end of the day, I want to say that the we are Sacramento, we are Sacramento message is a unifying voice for everyone in Sacramento, or everyone that listens, or everyone that feels that they're missing something. That it doesn't matter what race you are, what what sex you are, what what you identified with, is that we got your back, and that we'll always have your back, and that I am truly inspired to follow true with those words and. Not only with words, but with actions. Absolutely. And to how I want to carry my life from now on. It's not that I wasn't striving towards it, but just given the caliber of a person that we interviewed today, I feel that I need to do better in the way I deliver my message. You know what I'm saying? Because it is such a big responsibility when you're in charge of your message and the opinions that people create. And I know we say that here and we and we and we glorify it and we talk about it, but we need to put more foot to the floor and we need to go through some things before we can give ourselves a title. Um and like, you know, it was so eloquent eloquently put is that knowledge is just knowledge unless you apply it. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? You could be the smartest kid in the class, but if you're not making everyone in that class better by your presence alone, then you're just another smart person, which and there's a fucking dozen of those walking around. Yep. Um, and I 
you know, I just want to say to everyone out there that listens that we appreciate that you listen and that I hope that you're never offended by what what we say. We're just being real about how we feel. But our promise is that our deliverance of the message, at least on my part, will change in the sense that is more unifying and inclusive and that you don't feel that you can't be a part of this movement. And that's my promise, given that I learned so much today by an hour of a conversation that we had today. Um, and that's my promise as a podcast, as a movement, as a people, as a group, as an entity that we are, us three sitting here at the table. Because at the end of the day, we all we got. Yeah. So, And that is my rant yeah. for today. And I love it. I'm going to speak on it first. I feel like that's yeah. super important. And I'm, and sometimes you almost need somebody or something to give you a reminder and kind of make you look into it as a, or at it in a bigger picture rather than just like, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. And it gets sometimes it's easy to get lost in what, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we're always doing constantly and not necessarily giving back. So, I mean, or, or helping or supporting other people. So I think that that's a great reminder to kind of sit back, look at, Look at shit that you don't really think of, you know, and like, for example, yeah. like the smoke. We Most of us have houses and, you know, homes, but yeah. damn, like imagine the people who had to be outside like four or five days, mm-hmm. you know, like, how, I mean, trust me, like, I don't know how I would be able to support that. However, yeah. like, and, try, you know, right. try mm-hmm. your best to find ways or do genuine gestures that will make somebody's day at the end of right. the day. And because I'm like, even me, like even as a person, me, I go like how someone wronged me, how I feel about that. And then I go, well, fuck, somebody just lost their house a week ago. Yeah. You know, so yeah. how minuscule exactly. our, our individual world is, though is important, but like our world as a whole is more important. Like the yeah. bigger picture is more important. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the way we treat people is more important. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, and, and those of us who have been lucky enough to get second chances at things, what yeah. are you going, you know, it kind of goes back to a conversation that was had off, you know, off the, off the, the camera, but uh, it, what are you going to do with that? Those yeah. that, that have been able to miraculously get a second chance for yeah. one re- for whatever reason, do something yeah. with it. Like Absolutely. Yeah, I Absolutely. mean, I mean, I, You'll hear the interview at the end of the at the end of our segments, and you know um, it was such an amazing conversation before we put on the record button and after the record button. And I learned to the fact that you know hearing someone that has been through more than I myself or people that I know personally have gone through, I go the way he put it eloquently. He wasn't even pissed. He was just no. spitting out knowledge that. Was definitely utilized. He was just saying a story you know what of I mean? real life. Absolutely. And I cannot even be like I cannot even believe that we're that blessed to even hear that yep. first account. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and it's it's just an overwhelming feeling of just like I even got lost in hearing. Yeah him talk and i was just like damn like i asked the wrong question at the wrong time yeah. and luckily miles had my back and i was like thank you i told you he's one of the good ones you know what i mean but it, it's it's you know i think it's so important to think of how can we work on things together as opposed to working on things so separately absolutely where we lose so it. much track of what the real deal is and at the end of the day, I want to be able to walk around and say I love everyone 
you may piss me off, but I love you regardless of mm-hmm. what what you identify, what you are, and that is how it should be. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. That was a good one. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Truly inspired Real by talk. this Very whole much. situation. Very much so. Um, but you know what we got up next? And it's we Boss Talk with... Boss Ass Marty. All right, y'all. All right. So I, uh, it's perfect segue actually to this, Mario. So thank you for that. Um, what I'm going to be talking about is basically um, things to kind of relate or things that you're able to contribute um, or organizations that allow you to contribute to uh, being a good person. Like you want, you want to be, oh. you want to give back. You want to be a good person. Okay. I got what it takes in my on my notes uh, right got now. I got what it takes. I got uh, what it damn, takes. You guys ready, y'all? Take, y'all? All right. So if you guys are interested, and I don't know about you, but the the individuals, the organizations that I am working with or that I am um, surrounded by are most of them are very devoted into giving back to the city. They're very devoted into giving the giving back to the people, giving back to the agriculture, just like yep. they're yep. just super supportive of Sacramento, right? And and maybe that's just because I am. Yeah, well, and with well. the community as a whole, not just exactly. Sacramento. So You're right. It, Absolutely right. That, so, people, so. so on my list of notes, on my little index card here, I have wrote a few, five, and it'll probably be in six as I go on, but these are organizations that are doing something super awesome for our community, not only right now, but they are constantly doing things if you know um for our community and just in beneficial and positive ways so um first and foremost so grab a pen and paper because you know me i got some notes for you guys <laughs> so, <laughs> um and i did a little shimmer too so i hope it's you guys are excited that's what i'm laughing at <laughs> all right you guys so my little cousin shout out to sophia um she and a friend of hers is making a uh, podcast called the platinum rule and so what their intention is they're going out and they are going to be um educating and empowering people to vote and basically any question that you have they are hoping to be able to answer it um, on their podcast it's realistic not biased but there's realist or excuse me there's things that you should realistically know so you're gonna go follow her at the platinum roll please um and then so uh we are Sacramento. I, I mean, excuse me, that's us. Um, YXP <laughs> explosion. Whoa. Um, so explosion. I talk about this pretty often here on my segment, but YXP is a community-based nonprofit. They are um, at the Oak Park Community Center every Saturday uh, morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Um, they distribute essential goods. They provide re- housing resources, job resources. So if you are in a place where you are looking for extra support, you could use support or you even know somebody that may be able to use the support um, I'm asking you to come check us out so um, what I'm asking is that you guys come by come by and pick up a bag pick up the things that we're able to distribute um, and if you don't need it yourself take it to a friend if you don't need it yourself be like Mario wanting to give back and go take it to somebody that you may think that may utilize it and that will be a perfect segue to Mario's segment right make you do do a good deed Um, but we're also looking for volunteers so if you guys are interested and available we need as much hands as possible because obviously our load is going big well sorry let me our truck is big um, and there's a lot of donations inside that we need to get rid of so we so I can come on Saturday well 
yeah. So let me tell you what I need our our listeners to do, guys. So if you guys are interested in volunteering, I need you to go ahead and register as a volunteer because we do check that when we um, every morning when we do or every Saturday morning. So I need you to register at YXP Unite dot org, right. um, and you're going to be able to. Uh, Get more information about the program, and then you're also able to get more date or information about the dates, and then also register as a volunteer. So if you guys are wanting to come out, we need um, to make sure that everything is in place regarding paperwork. So, um, and Go. then again, as much as we need volunteers, we also need people to come and utilize these things that we're offering. So okay. not only do we have the the essential goods that we're distributing and, and produce and food that we're distributing, but we also have those housing resources and those uh, mental health resources and um imani clinic from uc davis is is out there every saturday giving uh, resources in regards to health and things like that so um it's a pretty dope program i'm gonna be honest i go i have been going for about a year now and it's just that good deed that's you know a week every week is not a lot two hours a week is not a lot no it's early but you know i could sacrifice a little so that's that. If you guys want to learn more or um, go follow us on Instagram, <laughs> you can. Yeah. Our um, Instagram is at YXP Sacramento. Um, all right. So we have that. Now, Break the Gap. Now, Break the Gap is uh, our girl Jackie. She is the founder um, of this organization. They are breaking the stigma between um, the homelessness or houselessness, houseless um, individuals, citizens, and um, just regular citizens, and they they open events to anybody who wants to come attend. Whether or not they allow anybody to perform, um, it's just an awesome vibe. Like it's it's so many, it's so diverse. There's so many different people in the room, um, and. It's just something that you guys have to check out. So when we, right. they were hosting events, obviously, that's where it's at. Um, but as of right now, I brought their name up because they are doing a bike uh, drive. So what they're doing is collecting as many bikes as possible, and they are going to, going to distribute them throughout Sacramento wow. um, to people who are in need of uh, transportation. So Super I know dope. people have their bikes just sitting in the back. They may be broken. They may be, you know, need slight repairs. Um, they are also looking for those because they are going to be partnering with somebody in hopes to get the bikes uh, repaired we if say, needed. Can we say that one again for me? Yes. So Break the Gap is the organization and they're... Break, B-R-E-A-K? Yep, exactly. Okay. Super spelled out. Um, and their um, Instagram is... Let me just make sure I give you the right one. So it's exactly that. Break the Gap org at the end. Okay. All right, all right. Now, a couple more, sorry. So, um now Boss and almost a plethora, not almost, a plethora of different um plethora. Damn, I said it wrong. You said it wrong, but you, you meant right. I thought I was going to sound so yeah, smart. what an asshole. I wasn't even going to correct her. I was. I thought I was going to sound so smart. He's like Santana, dog. <laughs> no, I just want you to learn. I, look, that's what Santana says. I just got to make sure you don't say it in public. Anyway, okay, thank you for shouting me out on that, Mario. Um, so a lot of organizations <laughs> have uh, partnered to uh, give back to the NorCal fires. So we are in hopes. Um, I, Boss is going to be utilizing monetary donations as much as possible just because that's going to be the easiest way that we're able to distribute to uh, families that are in okay. need or have been affected by the fires. Um, so, But, however, even though Boss is going to be focusing on monetary donations, we are going to be accepting anything that you guys think can be utilized. Now, new things, of course, because they are going to be um, donated for, you know, obviously – 
homes. Um, so new things. We're not asking for anything used. Pair, uh, uh, canned food. We're also asking for uh, water bottles, maybe an air mattress or so, um, and gift cards galore because food places they need to eat out they they you know we need to be thoughtful for this so um it is going to be live soon momentarily within the next couple of days uh, or, or tomorrow hopefully um and we are going to be going full on so i need all your guys to support if you can give a dollar a dollar is more than nothing um all right and the last but not least sparkthevote.com so sparkthevote.com sparkthevote.com is a newer organization and it's a branch of um uh, of another organization that is sorry that is it's based out of our group. I know. Oh my it's god! I totally should have known this one, but I don't even want to say the wrong one, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Sparkthevote.org. I want you guys to go um, take a look into that because this is a platform that's going to be super devoted and dedicated, excuse me, to um, spreading light and encourage people, encouraging people to vote. So there's going to be little QR codes that are going to be um, put up in Sacramento, so people can actually just okay. scan it and see if they're registered. To vote. Oh, wow. um, if not, it's just going to guide them to direct links. So um, there's a whole, um, and they also have a whole big campaign that they're going to get started in regards to just get going, making sure that you're encouraged to and motivated to actually make the moves that we're talking about, you know, on social media. So um, again, right. really fast list: the Platinum Rule, um, YXP Sacramento, yep. Break the Gap. Excuse me, NorCal Fires and Spark the Vote. So those are the organizations that are doing something and talking about what Mar or what Mario was talking about regarding yeah. giving back. Those are the ones. So come with us, guys. Help us out. Yeah. Um, and once the NorCal Fire or NorCal Fires does proceed, um, it's going to go for about two weeks. I'm going to start next episode. I'll start giving all of the um, organizations that we're incorporated with a shout out because couldn't do it without them. Dope. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well. When is your friends, uh, your cousin's uh, podcast dropping? September first. September first. Yes. Excited for her, so I'll definitely listen. Yes, I'm excited. Um, she did a really great job when she was here. She's, I know. She's a smart one. Ab yeah. No, she, she is. She's smart the one that. As shit. She, to be real, dude, I think that she's her and her sister are the only ones that finished college in our family. <laughs> Well, I don't, hey, college don't make you yeah, smart. It college doesn't. It doesn't. But good for her. But she's smart. But look, but she is smart so one. smart. But that is my fun cousin. I mean, not that any of my other cousins aren't fun, but that's my cousin that put her in she the right fun, place. Fun. Yeah, she's fun. Fun. There you she's go. She's fun. Yeah. I love her. yeah. So <laughs> love she's doing it. good. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna definitely sign up for the YXP thing. Thank you. So I'll sign up there, and so you'll see me on Saturday. Yay. Um, Thank you. Yeah, man. And anything else we could do. I mean, we could do photos, videos. Yes. But I know. Hey, but one thing I want to say, though, like for the people out there that, you know, that want to utilize the services, um, but don't because of pride or Absolutely. maybe you feel like you're maybe embarrassed. You know what? We've all been in really tough places. You know, if somebody judge you, that's on them. Look, it, this is I, I'm super happy that you brought that up because that is a, probably one of the one biggest of the reasons biggest, why Absolutely. Up. Now, here's what I would say. If it's because of your pride, like I had mentioned earlier, you don't need we're not asking you to provide us information about yeah. what your situation is. We don't care if you are 
homeless. We don't care if you might be depressed. We don't care if yeah. you're happy or if you're um, doing super good. You know, we're going to treat every single person the same. And we are going right. to expect that our attendees also do that. So right. when it comes down to being, you know, stereotyped or your pride is, you know, going to be affected, you can drive right on by and nobody's going to know that you're here. You know, right. we respect everybody's information and I'm going to be honest, we give away and we distribute really good shit. And so yeah. there's times where I, you know, if, if we're slow and there's additional stuff, at, uh, uh, blah, 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 sorry, additional blah, blah, stuff blah. after, um, the volunteers are able to, to, you know, pick from what they need. And yeah. there's awesome stuff in there. It's not. I could dig it. There's, it's not used things. We get pr- fresh produce every set or most Saturdays. So good, yeah. Sometimes we get dairy. Sometimes that come, you know, every morning and get donated. So we right. are giving away and distributing great things to make sure our neighborhood is, is right. A1. Right and, on. Yeah, man. And kudos to you for being associated with them because, I mean, they're a really good. I know I had a really good time at the Christmas. Yeah, uh, the Fortunate dinner, Feast. Yeah, the Fortunate Feast. And I think that, I mean, you know, that kind of work is so important to. I mean, you can't fault people for wanting wanting to eat. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And if you don't got it, I mean, shit, man. If you show up with a with a Prius or a nice Honda, yeah, man, we you got, got it all. you got that Honda two years ago. You might be struggling today. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, it don't it's, matter. It's very important to understand that even if you're not struggling, we want you to come out because yeah. we would be able to still either. We want to interest your either you volunteering or you being able to spread the word because if you see it firsthand and just see what the whole program is and see how the community relies on YXP, you know, like we right. had we the line is around the parking lot like yeah. in a snake like you know like line and it's starting to build outside of the streets yeah. so and this is and this is straight grassroots this is grassroots dude this is just people helping people this is and the community the, the volunteers right. are the community that right. are like we need to make sure that oak park is staying where we we're taking care of one another yep. right. we see the changes that are happening right now so what can we do to provide or to support you and right keeping your neighborhood Mm -hmm. you know and you know as much as we do that we also support the well we to a certain extent what's going on with the growth in the community because it is only you know certain benefiting us in certain ways so yeah we don't always look at it as a bad way because other than you know the housing situations that's fucked up but the the whole thing if we all work together we can all look we can all like to have each other's back for the most part, right. you know? So. You know, another thing before we end your segment, uh, Madi. So I've been pissed off. I've been, so I got this book called The Color of Law. Mm. I've been pissed off for the past two chapters since I started reading it. Really? And then it reinforces everything that you're saying, everything we heard today earlier, to why things are the way they are. Mm. And... I'm like, the the things that we hear about now that help you get a house, right, are the same systems that were preventing people from getting a house mm-hmm. just for being black, just for being not white, yep. you know, to where it was illegal for you, for a real estate agent to sell a black family a home in a white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And this was in the 70s, 60s, 50s. That's not that long ago. Nope. 
Let's and be completely honest. Like, you know, that's still happening, just not in. It's just not happening not, that not bluntly. legalized on that paper, bluntly. you know, exactly. It's not that bluntly put. I just saw a report on this this black couple were selling their home. And then they got their home appraised, and they got appraised $100,000 less than what it was actually worth. And then they took away every trace of blackness in the home, and it was appraised at where it was supposed to be appraised. Oh, no, I'm pissed. Ain't that some shit? I'm so, so pissed. But this is what causes grassroots things to happen. You know, we we tend to be so judgmental to why we help people or why or other people that watch people help people. But why can't they just pick up themselves up from their bootstrap? Well, maybe they don't have the boots that they can afford to pick themselves up. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what? I know I have to cut it short because I've kind yeah. of been blabbling, but. It is more than like, hey, come get your stuff. Like right. I'm out. Like I said, I was out, I'm out there every morning, right? So there's a large Russian um, population that comes to our to the program. I started learning Russian, and so I now you. they now when I'm you know trying to get them all signed in to see what, how many attendees that we have, I'm walking by and I'm like, hey, hi, you know, I know their names, and they're like, Basiva, because that means Placiba, or, that yeah. means thank you, I think. Yeah. But like you know, now they're trying to learn me or excuse me, teach me how to say like good morning, right. and you know, now they're all just like, hey, you know, they're just we're friends now. Right. So and Russian or the black community, there's um white caucasian it's just yeah. that's so diverse where it's more than that it's like hey oh and thank you for coming it's nice yeah. to see you th- today you know right but think of the feeling it gives that person absolutely yeah. like that you took the time let to learn how you. to say thank you in my yeah. language let exactly now let me tell you another sad story yeah man let's and go. one of the gentlemen uh there was a gentleman that came a couple weeks ago and he was in line for the distribution mm-hmm. um his car had turned off and it wasn't turning on Dude, any that me being me, like no, like I didn't just see your, you know, I, your car didn't just turn off. Like, is it gonna work? You know, so I'm like, yeah. I'm standing there, like it's hot, you know. I'm like, go ahead and turn it, go ahead and turn your car back on. Let's see if it works. It didn't work. So I'm like, man, like you know what? I'm gonna go grab a bag for you. So even though you can't go along with the line, I'm gonna put the bag aside for you, right? Yeah. So he ended up pushing his car well, we were trying to help him, but he ended up just pushing his car by himself into the parking lot. And he was hanging out there for a while, you know, and I'm like, dude, like we ended up putting aside putting aside his bag and stuff and he ended up coming to get it. But the thought of like you're already having to put that pride aside and then something like that happens. Something that could be embarrassing. That could yeah. be embarrassing, you know, and I appreciate YXP because they're on things like that. They see that there's multiple men running, you know, over to go help him. Like they make sure that it's you're not being looked at in any type of way. This is, you know, you you're you're good there. That's a safe place. So I would totally recommend going. Hell yeah, love it. Great segment. I love it. Thank you. And that was Boss Ass Talk with with Boss Ass Marty. And now we got the classiest part of this podcast, yes, and it's Ratchet Ass Sports with Mr. Miles Jolly. Take me out to the ball game. Go, Miles. This one's gonna be good, Miles. This one's gonna be good, Miles. Go, 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 woo, woo. Ain't no telling when I and I do some. That's what they be saying. I'm a by blood, not. 
Right, okay. we pay the regulations. Yeah, Ooh. baby. Dude, Monty was awesome. Hook yeah, yeah today was good. Shit, we, go. oh, we need to start man, recording yeah. at 7. Uh, man, <laughs> hey, and my life is good. Right a, she's happy, yeah. happy right I'll now. I'll tell you guys later. My I love life it. Is good. We love it. Yeah, All baby. Righty. So, so what, what you got for us, Miles? Man. What you got? We what got kind got? of a historic day in sports yesterday, though. So, um, uh, Definitely. Um, yeah, I don't even know if I want to call it a boycott. It, they just walked out, but uh, pretty much players uh, in the wake of the uh, Jacob Blake. I'm getting his first name correct, right? Jacob Blake. The, uh, uh, Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake, Blake, Blake. Yes. Um, in the wake of his shooting, um, the Milwaukee Bucks on yesterday, Wednesday, mm. decided essentially they weren't going to play basketball. Um, wow. This is game five of the first round of the playoffs, so it was a playoff game that they were – essentially gonna uh, they were willing to forfeit this game in to not play like mm. essentially yeah. so love uh, it yeah uh it actually all began really motivated on tuesday the uh clippers coach doc rivers he's the son of a cop uh black man yeah um probably i would venture to guess probably in his 60s or 70s so um oh really i, I did not know doc, that uh, doc, he's probably well, i'd say at least 60s for doc Sorry, I didn't know that that he was the one that kind of. Uh, he didn't really. Um, he gave a very emotional speech the mm-hmm. night before after the Clippers won their game, um, yeah. and just pretty much on in tears on camera, um, and just really kind of inspired the players that their talent is their power, and um, just letting them you know know that. Just really speaking from the heart on Absolutely. all this yeah. situation that went on. Um, Wednesday, the Bucks were supposed to play uh, for their playoff game. They arrived to the arena like normal, um, but ended up deciding at the arena not that they weren't going to play. Um, word around the campfire, it was sparked by a gentleman that's not even from this country. So Antic- Ant- I'm, I'm going to fuck up his name. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, oh, he's, shit. Yeah, he's a black man from Greece, um, but he was the one that kind of got the ball rolling on Dope. Uh, just not not being appropriate to play anymore, um, at least not that day. So, yeah. uh, amazingly, um, I guess it just took the one team, but Houston and Oklahoma City, they followed, Lakers followed, and no basketball, no playoff games were played yesterday Ooh. for NBA. What about the WNBA? The WNBA, I believe three games were canceled. Um, no games today. So all games were canceled for WNBA today. All games yeah. for NBA were canceled today. All games for NHL are canceled today and tomorrow. Are they canceling them because of their demonstration? Or are they canceling, excuse me, canceling them because they can't afford to be embarrassed again on TV? No, that's full on. Um, yeah. It is because the the games are canceled because, because nobody player, wants to play. The players aren't going to play. So love it. Um, yeah, and you know it's not, you know, and big ass props to the Bucks ownership and leadership. Mm-hmm. They fully supported their players uh, immediately publicly. Um, yeah, they were not informed that the players were going to do this. So oh, they, is that right? Nobody no. knew with the players. Really? Uh, the players, like seriously, within the two hours they arrived at the arena, between the two hours of that time and tip off, 
this is that took two hours. I remember like the game, not the game, excuse me, but like the practice. Somebody the showed up. Warm ups. Yeah, yeah, they showed up to the warm ups maybe, and then they were warming up, and two. the other team didn't come to warm up, yep. and that's when it started to yep. kind of be. Yeah. NBA officials went to go look for the Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks, which they They're were still chilling, they huh? were still in their locker room. No, they were not chilling. Boy, they, they were did. on a phone call with the Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor and the wow. Attorney General. Yes. And this was facilitated by team ownership. Wow. Team ownership facilitated this meeting. You guys. So yeah. they were not oh God, they were not chilling, they weren't kicking back, they weren't they didn't go back to the hotel rooms. They were in a Zoom meeting with Wisconsin yeah. government. Uh, wow. Yeah. That Dude, is so, amazing. That is big, uh, you know. And that is big. And once again, props to the ownership for supporting, supporting these these men, men, these young men. Now, uh, do you think that if, because you know, I'm just like I gotta find like I don't know, like money's money, and I feel like the NBA is definitely money. And do you think that? Let me just stop. This was a good I know, thing. I know where you're. This was go. a no, good no, thing. No, no, I know where you're gonna go. Speak your mind. Um, yeah, and absolutely as a cynical type thing, a way to kind of promote the owner of the team, uh, promoting business. Not necessarily even promotion, but more of like that, that good look type. We're feeling. not we're not gonna win this at all. So Normally, at this point, let's just not with do it. Almost any other team, I would agree with that. The ownership of the Bucks has I could agree. been behind um, civil. Uh, Black Lives, not only Black Lives Matter from but the get go, from right? the yeah. get go, um, but along with I'm gonna fuck up his name too, the owner of the Kings. Um, they're both oh, Indian uh, homie. Uh, he's the Indian guy, right? I don't think he's Indian though. I think he's the one with uh, the daughter. Anyways, that was a singer. The the no. the Viva. Oh. Yeah, that was... I, I'm not sure what oh. nationality. Our Kings, Kings ownership. Oh, uh, Vladi. Yeah. No, 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 no. He got fired. It's Viva. Some, I, I'm anyways. Did I'm not he? going to fuck up his name. <laughs> I know that. But regardless, they have opened both the, those arenas are going to be used yeah. for his pulling places. Um, and then the Bucks were also one of the teams that did uh, things abroad yeah. for to raise, do, yeah. do things for for good, not just good for the NBA. What I can see is that <laughs> when we see your like private industry getting involved, because the NBA at the end of the day is a private, private industry, absolutely. Um, it is important to welcome it no matter what the cost is, whether it's monetary, idealist, or conformist, contrarian, mm-hmm. whatever it is that, that, that it is, we need to welcome that vehicle because at the end of the day, we need to use it because private industry is so important for the change of, of equality and, and, and quality of life for so many people. And especially the money that's behind the sports industry. Industries right. and owners. And as we can see, like, basketball players now are knowing how to use this platform, how to use their fame, how to use their popularity yeah. to where they can go look. Yeah. Look, this, because I've always said this, the big show is just entertainment for those that got money at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Us minions can buy tickets every now and then. But at the end of the day, the ones being entertained are a certain demographic. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that no matter what the circumstances are, is that now they recognize that they're the talent, and they know that if they say, fuck that shit, we ain't playing, nothing's moving. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. And can you imagine the financial repercussions if the, NBA, if the NBA playoffs didn't occur? That's what I'm saying. So, like, right. And then also, like, 
I just feel like all if they were to not do this, if the NBA just was not on the same board as them, they are totally going to be affected by not only just their play or their views or whatever that's happening on TV, right. but also a lot of the excuse me, a lot of the partnerships exactly. and all of the different you know things and avenues Sponsors that they're getting their money from. Yep. They're not going to want to fuck with you because you're right. assholes like right. you're not standing up for what's right now it's obvious that it's all about money and we're gonna now we're gonna cancel your ass that's what we do now, <laughs> right and so. i like that you said it like that because i'll i'm gonna read you a statement from the bucks yes. on why they were love it um why they decided essentially not to play and they released this on wednesday as well um so it's uh, just a portion of it when we take the court and represent milwaukee and wisconsin we are expected to play at a high level, give maximum effort, and hold each other accountable. We hold ourselves to that standard, and in this moment, we are demanding the same from our lawmakers and law enforcement. Mm, so I love it. Essentially saying if you go to a job and you're held to a high, high level, a, a high standard, they need to, these people, as employees of the NBA and the Milwaukee Bucks and representing the city of Milwaukee, hold themselves to a high standard of performance, play, and conduct. Why should it not be the same in a different mm-hmm. profession, right. especially law enforcement and lawmakers? You know, right. it, so I, I love that. Absolutely. And that was just a it was a very, very long statement, obviously. But I yeah. just wanted to at least get that message that they sent across. Um, it's just getting super hard for us to continue to be like, yo, like it's only some cops that are bad because I get it. It is only some cops mm-hmm. that are bad. But you can't keep standing with somebody that is like not bad, and I know right. well, I don't even want to get into that situation. But it's no, but ha- it gets harder. So you know? When do you step back and take a look? Okay, what's causing this? What's allowing mm-hmm. these cops to still be bad, and it's still to continue? Like, well, here's here's one of the main situations that that kind of polarizes the status quo, right? Whereas, just because I'm critical of a bad cop doesn't mean I'm against cops. It just means I'm against that one cop that's fucking it up for all the good cops. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, just like I've had so many, like I've had so many run-ins with cops, but that has not changed the fact because I've told Miles stories of good cops. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, my cousins are married to a cop. You know what I mean? And he's a good cop Mm -hmm. that's tired of being a cop because of all the shit. Like, Like, good cops are the ones that end up depressed killing themselves like the high the high rate of suicide in cops it's so hot good cops at that it's so high because you know it's it's you know they see so much and then it's like you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and so they go through these things where it's like good cops are getting fucked by all of this so absolutely 100 percent and 100 percent. i'm not look look this is your career. Like anybody, <laughs> yeah. anybody can say anything to you, whether we like it or whether we don't like it. You worked hard right. for your career. Yeah. So if you're really, I mean, if you're a good cop, like do what you can to, you know, make change. Like I can't tell you anything else or, you know, do what you can step out where you need to step out. You listen to the people who are really suffering and go back and protest through the, police office or something i don't know but my point is is like there has to be like like there has to be a moment where you're like damn like this is not stopping this ain't the thing we can't keep on saying justice kill or excuse me justice for this person arrest this cop 
say like, his name. Come on. Uh, like, so here's and, what two people from our live said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so shout out to Heather. It's fantastic. And you hey are girl. fantastic <laughs> because you are commenting on it. Um, so she says they need less hours and mandatory community outreach. Kind of like we talked about. The thera- yeah. Remember we were talking about therapy, right. mandatory therapy right. twice or, a month. or before And before you're even on on, Absolutely. Yeah, in right. patrol, on the cop. Yeah. You are just, you're in your also, neighborhood. Yeah. You need to know you'll She'll, be. She also mentioned they need frequent mental health. Yep. Just just day-to-day basis, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they have a hard job, especially the good ones that are not out there doing shitty shit. Because they see their partners doing shitty shit. And then they feel like, you know the stress of staying quiet because you don't well, want to be blackballed? Well, yeah. and, don't, like, that, and, and don't we sit here and say check up even on your strongest friend yeah. like so you know the these officers need to be checked up on too and not for uh, you yeah. know uh, uh keeping track of them but just for their own mental health yeah. and and i yeah. also think then in like different side of that like there are certain characteristics that you yeah. one should not have as a cop one of those being ego like you by having too much ego pride is not your amigo. You can fuck shit up. <laughs> yep. Your badge is a badge at the end of the day. Absolutely. And some people don't use it just, I mean, they use it as badge, but that badge means way more than, to them than they should. Absolutely. Like, damn, you're more than their family. And this is where people are starting to take right. that to their advantage and, you know, making choices and decisions that right. are getting us here. So yeah. point blank period, Therapy like, sessions. Imagine, <laughs> ima- health, imagine yes. if cops were doing what you do every Saturday. Not just on a certain occasion. But they will tell you they are because they're out in the streets right. fighting crime all the time. But no cops. Per- crime or patrolling? <laughs> patrolling. There's well, a big difference. Like a well, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. <laughs> fighting crime. <laughs> well, there's fighting crime. If they damn near say that. No, I'm just there's kidding. There's fighting <laughs> crime and then there's solving crime. They're solving crime. <laughs> they show up after the fact. They're not even solving you know it I mean? most of the time. Most so. of the time. But, <laughs> you know, another one, another comment <laughs> is uh, Creasy. Creasy. Uh, he says four times a month to therapy. Like most of us need it almost every day. Let every alone, week, right? Every let alone Friday. Let cop. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love just, it. Just to kind of unload. You know what I mean? Like You know what? And speaking upon that, I remember a couple of months ago I told you that I wasn't even going to therapy. And yep. just, yeah. just like kind of vent and understand like hey i'm in the right place i need to make sure that i'm in the right place you know and just tell me that i'm i'm doing the right right thing um and i went and i thought i didn't really you know i i didn't know what to expect and i still was doing it weekly so that way i can figure it out you know and even if i'm not figuring it out even if i'm not (laughs) i thought you giggled because what i did my bad no i got corrected on the name is keezy my bad keezy oh my gosh what my friend hi keezy hey friend friend (laughs) Um. So. So. Yeah. So. I definitely love that. Like the. Yeah. So I'm like, don't now, be mad. I'm immigrant. Now imagine that. Like all the things that were pent up, aren't pent up. I guess all of us are feeling with the fires, the covids, the imagine you know jobs, the money. Huh? Yeah. Now imagine being in yeah. the NBA bubble. They're going through a lot of things too. Man. So oh, just think like about, so, yeah. Think about the mental side of being away from your family. Yeah. You're inside this bubble almost for entertainment purposes you're you're in there to play games to entertain the rest of us you don't get to be out here with the rest of us seeing and feeling real life but the people in in uh in lee do right they get to sit down and watch it behind a computer i mean behind a tv or am i trapped in a bubble 
You're still they trapped even, in Orlando. So how about like the... I like bubbles. Though. Who's the yeah. owner of the NBA? There's uh, no there owner. There is no owner. Oh. All, all the team owners... Are owners own the NBA essentially like stocks yeah. almost essentially okay yes. that makes a board sense. of supervisors okay. yeah so the commissioner is paid by the owners mm. so his right. salary is paid by the owners yeah all thirty and what is the role of the commissioner um basically <laughs> to say he's the role he's the owner basically <laughs> to approve when you. players break the rules to punish. Uh, mm. right to yeah. be the bargainer uh, of the quote-unquote NBA against the NBA Player Association, so the union, the players' wow. union. Yeah. Um, to essentially run, think of them like uh, uh like a nonprofit. No, buddy. think of yeah. them like uh, he's the. Uh, the president of a large corporation. That's what I'm saying. Like a so like a nonprofit with all your different what, board members what, and shit. Yeah. What's the highest board member? Uh, what? Uh, president. A president. Or president. A, yeah. Okay. So the CEO. C- okay. Yeah. So he would be CEO. Yeah. Okay. Think cool. Of it like That's that. what I thought. Um, but yeah. Okay. So sp- again, speaking on that. So yesterday again, um, obviously no NBA played. The 13 teams that are remaining in the bubble, they met together. Oh, I love it. As one unit uh, yeah. with coaches allowed. And that's what we need, yeah. To determine what their next steps are going to be. If they are all willing to abandon the season completely or if they're willing to come back and continue the playoffs. Right. Which they voted to continue the playoffs. Um, but they won't play today. So that's why there's no games today, obviously. Um, but this was all 13 teams and they talked about everything from straight up suspending the season to real life, real emotion, what's happening. Um, that's and, amazing. Yeah. It's amazing uh, dude, to get it, men together and it, be able to have conversations like that. Reading it, it seriously brought tears to my eyes. That, I know, love fuck, it. Yeah. Um, so basically one of, you know, there were people on both sides of the, of the aisle. Uh, some wanted to quit and resume quote-unquote normal life others want to stay in the bubble um one young man from the celtics i believe he's 21 22 23 he's one or two years in the season uh he stood up and asked this question to everybody yeah are you gonna go home to work so go home go to work do work you know pub you know do tv shows have a regular job whatever are you gonna go home to be on the front lines that was his question to everybody yeah. And this is a person who's on camera on the front lines protesting. This is a young man that's been out there walking with people. And he's an NBA and, player. And he's an NBA player. Yeah. And he's essentially calling out everybody. Are you going to go sit on your ass at home? Are we going to continue doing something? That is the pressure we need, though, because you're loud. Everybody is loud. We get it. Yeah. You have an opinion. We hear your opinion. Right. But... On social media, like even with the protesting, I I understand and I respect that you went out there and you marched for a day when everybody was going out. But what are you doing right. to continue your actions? Like the actions. What are you doing? Yep. Like let's keep it going. So I mean, I think that's kind of like it's so refreshing to hear from a young, yeah. a young, young man. man. Yeah. yeah. Because like I we even said it on our previous re- recording with the interview it was like the balls are not placed in the same place like they were back in the days. Absolutely. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's like the balls haven't dropped yet in this. But when, when you hear a young person like him say that, 
Yes. You know, it, it's kind of refreshing because they're yes. willing to do the work, and young people have that energy to do that. And it's just, unfortunately, most of them are out there playing video games. And, you know, and this it's been well documented. He's been out there on the front lines. Yeah. yeah. In, in Boston, so, and yeah. his hometown. So. Like, it's almost like him saying, yeah, are we going to boycott a game? Cool. But what else are we doing? Yep. Yeah. And if you guys want to quit, all good. But yeah. let's you, don't go home. Like we need to do something. So right. back and to that organization, logic, yeah. thought. So and, I love it. And we mentioned not, a couple of episodes ago. Like hmm? this is what I like to see. This is where using your platform, like you're changing people's lives. You're Apply you're knowledge. already influencing, and and they're your role models. So for you to just even be doing this, you are changing. These pe- these men are changing Nobody, like so many people's lives. You know, no team has done this that, no at all. Sports like, team, their individual sports players have done things like this. I Muhammad Ali it. boycotted uh, lots going of to things, war, going to war, but lots of things uh, in relation to civil rights. Yeah, uh, but teams like this have not done it. Uh, countries yeah. have boycotted. But Olympics. See, what I love uh, about that young man is that. He's not only critical of the other side, but he's in which what we say here, mm-hmm. be critical of your own side, too, yeah. because at the end of the day, we're so misconstrued and, and diluted when it comes to our message, you know, and we have so much to learn, you know, mm-hmm. as 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 a generation, multi-generationally to what it takes to really change things or what it takes, because what it takes to, to change the conversation is one thing, what it takes to change the way things are is a completely different kind of thing it's like the thing that we said a few episodes ago it's like are you willing to go to jail yeah that's what it takes are you willing to not give a shit and die like you you, all this kind of like the milwaukee bucks were willing to give up a playoff victory which could in turn cost them a a chance at a championship they were willing to give that up without a second thought look at what keith keith said he says are people willing to sacrifice their paycheck to stand for humanity? And that's the thing. Like, you know, it, are mm-hmm. we willing to sacrifice what it t- Like, look, Mar- Martin Luther King, broke. Cesar Chavez, broke. And what did they dedicate Malcolm their X, lives to? Broke, and they, and they dedicated their lives to make other people's lives better, opening up the door so we can sit there and yell. And we're sitting here in 2020 bastardizing what these people did for us to be able to even have a voice and we can't even come together to have the same platform to even utilize the platform in a way that will actually change things and that is what that young man is saying cool we are putting it out there that we're against all this shit but what else are we doing absolutely that's what Mm -hmm. I'm going to say in my opinion calling these guys out are you willing to be on the front yeah Yeah. In my opinion, don't get me wrong, this whole this whole year it was necessary, like in regards yeah. to the marching and shit. They hear us. In almost hindsight, yeah, like all of this shit. Was all of this like, is necessary. Right. They Everything hear us. Everything that's gone down this year. Exactly. They hear us, they see us, they see that we're upset. Now, we got that part on lock, right? Now we got to figure out what are we doing? So I'm not, this is going to be me not knowing what the hell I'm saying, but like, shit, should we make our own? country you know like what are we doing like like, what are we what are Hmm? what is the main goal like we're not we can't just keep on fighting for and keep on saying justice for this person and keep on going to the capitol with no action if 
one thing doesn't work, what when do you guys think we should kind of alter you, I think the plan? I think we're way past kumbaya. Yeah. I think we we have to align ourselves with with we need to given our conversation We've seen it the whole time there needs to be yeah. an a unified organized logical yeah. plan voice one but plan of attack plan of action So here's the thing right I'm I'm a firm believer of changing people's hearts individually mm-hmm. Me too Um you know because it's infectious and it spreads Right because when you feel me not me as a person, but when, in general, when you feel me, you feel me like you feel me. Like yeah, if I tell you, you feel me like like I've talked to people that have that have had completely the opposite view on how I stand on things. But when I tell them my experiences as a brown man in the United States, they're like, damn, OK, hmm? though they may be anecdotal, but when you add up all the stories of everyone that looks like me. Stops, it stops being anecdotal and it becomes pervasive. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that people have a problem with with accepting what pervasive really is. Mm-hmm. Because we're so used to, if we have the privilege to turn it off, we turn it off. Mm-hmm. You know, and we say this all the time. And I, and I have this great story. And I told Miles this one time. This one lady, she was extremely Republican, really conservative against everything that was against cops or everything like that. And she was telling me how, like, racism is bullshit. Like, it's up to you and da 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 You know, not knowing everything I've really been through. And then she rambled on to say, oh, yeah, and it's fucked up how women get paid less than men and this and this and that. And I said to her, after listening to her for 20 minutes about how racism is bullshit, right? And I said, hey, you know what, Corrine? That whole pay thing with women and men, that's never happened to me, so I don't even think it's real. Hmm. She was driving. We were. She hires me every year to do Christmas pictures. I'm one of the most non-conservative in certain things. But when I told her that, and I go, well, I get paid more than you, so that doesn't happen to me, so it, does, it must not be true. She, like, literally went. It was almost like a. she sunk into her driver's seat. Grabbed the wheel with two hands, bro. And it was like, fuck, I've never se- I never looked at it that way. But, you know, it's very important and that people are able to take that in. Like, right. that this whole year has been educating, it, right? Right. Yeah. Like, we're and, getting history. And to me, I was like, and that's when I learned, it was like, I cannot sit here and be so upset. And it was like what we talked about earlier it was like. Just because we change the delivery, it doesn't change the message. Right. The message is just because you and I don't go through the same things, it doesn't mean that I should not care about what you go through. Absolutely. And it doesn't make what I've been through less valid or more valid. Not, gonna, not at all. I'm going you know to always I mean? go back to this um, meme that Jessica Dolia had posted a while love back. Her. Um we we we, know. <laughs> we we love her too. We do. It's true. It's true. We're um, all the red hearts. So we um 
Mario, shit. <laughs> Blue hearts for miles. What am so I going to say? Shit. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, Jessica Jolie had the meme. So yeah. the meme when, when the whole, um, the situation had started in regards to Black Lives Matter and people really, you know, standing up for it. Um, one of the posts that she said or that she posted was a um, illustration of somebody. It was two two pictures. One of them said uh, it was a person that fell down and broke their leg, right? And somebody else was coming to come, like, help almost. Yeah. And so the bot, that was one of it, one section, one comment. The The next comic was um, the person like, oh, okay, hold on. The person that didn't break their leg, that was okay. Helping. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll be right back. You know, let me go check on my leg. When it that person was not the one that was injured. Right. So in times of need, you are going to help that person because that person broke their leg. Right. right. So let's get back to the point of this. When there's things that are needed. Now I want to put it out there. Like, I know that obviously Black Lives Matter, um, the shootings, you know, justice for everybody who yeah. deserves it has been a thing, but it should be an everyday thing. When yeah. things matter, stand up for it. Like, regardless as to what the situation is. Like, right. really stand up for it and really voice it. And if you feel like you're passionate about it, then be passionate about it and don't let nobody else stop you. Right. We and, need that shit right now. And I'll, passionate people. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up Ratchet Ass Sports. Yeah. Um, I want you guys to kind of enforce what Madi's saying here and how what is going on affects millionaire men that are millionaires that play get to play a sport a game for a living um that have had nba careers and are now commentators uh yeah. watch the video of kenny smith uh from tnt yeah walking away um walking off the set yeah due to all this and the words he speaks and he's got a contract he could get fired the words he speaks before he leaves and more importantly, the emotion that he's holding back. That, right. And not anger, but tears that he's holding back. Yeah. Um, and then I'd like you to go watch the post-game interview from Dominic Smith. He is an outfielder for the New York Mets. Mm -hmm. uh, the Mets decided they were going to play on Wednesday. He was the only member of his team kneeling for the national anthem. Yeah. The rest of his teammates left him out to dry as the only person to take a knee. Yeah. Watch his post-game interview and this man cry on camera and dump pure emotion. What team is this again? The Who Mets? The New York Mets. Uh, yeah. His name is Dominic Smith, another very young man. And how all this is affecting him to the point of tears on national television. Yeah. And um, these are grown men. Can you remind me of the first person's name? Kenny, Kenny Smith. Smith uh, TNT. Uh, TNT. Yeah. Yep, the commentator. TNT. Basketball um, player for the Rockets at some point, yeah? Uh, uh, I do yeah. believe you are correct. Yep. Damn, look I'm at good, you. Bro. I'm Yo. old. I'm old. And then I don't really want to end it on those sad notes. So I'm going to leave you with a little story of uh, people supporting each other, teammates supporting each other. And this is in baseball. Let's go. Uh, Giants and Dodgers supposed to play yesterday. Um, Mookie Betts, an outfielder for the Dodgers, didn't want to play, and the Dodgers were having a meeting about that. And all it took was him stating to his team that he's not comfortable playing today. This is a star player, by the way. Yeah. And the team captain, a white man, Clayton Kershaw, immediately stood up and said, if you're not playing, we're not playing. We're standing behind you. 
I'm snapping, y'all. You know I love it. I'm sad that it's the Dodgers, but I'm happy that it's the Dodgers. That, yes, exactly that. So I didn't want to leave it on sad notes and, and men yeah. crying, but there are men that support each other and are willing to have each other's back as well. And are luckily, you crying, Miles? No. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I no, I did, I, did that, I did that earlier in private when I was reading and looking all <laughs> yeah. this shit by myself. When it's I was writing emotional. all this down, I was crying. Turn the lies down low. Yeah, and it's a straight-up quote. Uh, what Clayton said to him was... Uh, uh, yeah, essentially, if you don't play, none of us are playing. Yeah. We stand behind you. So See, someone, someone on the live on. said, if we don't like how they operate, let's take the entire operation over. It's kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Kershaw took it upon himself to go, okay, you're not playing, then we're not We're not playing because yeah. we're a team. We're one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. We need some more loyalty. Loyalty and love is what this world needs. Loyalty, and, loyalty, loyalty. You know, and, and if we all unite. look at each other like teammates... We're all, oh man. In it together. We're in this um, shit together, and we can only get out of this shit together. So now, that was Ratchet Ass Sports with Mr. Miles Jolly. Miles, that hey. was so great. Take Ooh. me out to Ooh. the ball. Oh, that was so great. Take so me out to the ball. Oh, He's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. That was so good. Woo. Whoa. Sorry. Sorry. That was a little too loud. Woo. Um, <laughs> now, now we're going to take you off. To the next part of our uh, podcast, we have an amazing interview, inspiring interview. And if this doesn't empire, inspire you to be better, you are dead. Straight up. I no rec- pulse. If you listen to it and you have a friend that has not listened to it, I recommend yeah. you have your friend listen to it. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to Just listen because, to it. Um, very inspiring. I wasn't here, so I'm very excited yeah. to listen to it. Yeah. And I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I yeah. am going to. Yeah, you will. My yeah. man. No, so, guaranteed. With that being said, Sacramento, enjoy the next part of our podcast as an inspiring interview. Royalty when it comes to the civil rights movement. Um, be a royalty when it comes down to it. Um, enjoy. Get inspired. Get to it. Do the work. Get that energy in you. If you're old like me, we still got it in us to do the best thing that we can do to treat, treat humans the way we want to be treated and that's what it's all about like miles said treat each other like uh teammates and so enjoy the interview peace all right y'all we got a special guest we got we have beer royalty in the house we have mr ted mac the second here welcome to the show it's my pleasure, my brother. Now, if some of y'all may or may not know who he is, his father has the same name he does, you know? So, but if you guys don't know, he created a, he bought, he was the first African-American uh, brewery owner in the United States. Uh, and the brewery name was People's uh, Brewing Company. And the story is great. So that's why we have him here. Uh, Becca was like, they're going to be canning the beer. Let's talk about it. And. Well, I mean, let's get to that part about yeah, the, let's, the, let's, the canning of the beer today. Let's get to the canning of the beer. So, how how was that experience to see what went on today with the canning of the beer? It was so awesome to see. When I saw the cans again, it just brought back memories when my dad was here. Yeah. So, because I was a young kid, and he mm-hmm. used to bring us in the brewery. And on the uh, weekends, uh, he put us to work. So, Wait, you worked at a brewery? I worked <laughs> at a brewery. 
That was your job. I, okay. I was, yeah, he did that. That young. So you just <laughs> young. Yeah. yeah. You just gonna start with the with the good yeah, stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. So All this right. was in uh, in the seventies, correct? That yes, your father it was brought it? early so early seventies. Coming um, up on fifty years then. Yes, this is the fiftieth year. That's yep. amazing. Yep. yep. And October tenth will be the exact day of fifty years when uh, United Black Enterprises brought the brewery. Absolutely. What would you say, like, if you could explain, maybe explain, maybe, maybe if you weren't too young, how your father felt about being the owner of, of the burger, especially at that time? I mean, those times were kind of rough. Um, because of his life, and when yeah. I tell you what he'd been through, you understand that he was hard driving. He was a yeah. audacious brother, very proud, yeah. intellectually. He could match anyone yeah. at the time, so and he knew it, right? And right. he would display it. He used to call himself the wild bull because of, <laughs> because of his tenacity, man. You know, and he played football for Woody Hayes. Um, yeah. you know, he he started out picking cotton. You see what I'm saying? Okay, and you go yeah. from picking cotton. And then uh, when I tell you some of the things that happened that put that fire on the inside of him right. to get so far away from them cotton fields in yeah. Prattfield, Alabama, he did. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even just hearing that, I mean, because like, before we started recording, I told you, like, we never get to experience or hear the people that grew up around that right. and that went through that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, even when you talk about the pride, like, you could even see he passed it on to you because he walked in here with a suit, and I'm over here with shorts. <laughs> <laughs> My daddy wasn't around, man. Um, but it's just, but, like, you can see it, though. You know what I mean? And that's, and we appreciate that. And, I mean, we appreciate having you here. Appreciate it. And so tell us about the beer. Like, where did the idea for the beer come from? Uh, this current beer? Yeah. Um, well, um, actually... It was pretty amazing. I was working on other projects. Um, actually, I was writing a book. Oh, okay. I wrote. My father wrote his memoirs. Yeah. Uh, the memoirs. Uh, he called a country boy. The memoirs <laughs> of Theodore Max Senior. Nice. And um, I just felt in my spirit there were some missing components from what the family, like you said, the yeah. family knows uh -huh. and all that, yeah. and things that have happened, and right. that I saw, and then I found a box. With all this people's, doesn't it always I, start with I found a box yes. somewhere? Yeah, a, a, a box of treasures. Yeah, yeah. Treasure it was the box of yeah. treasures, and at that time I had to dig deep. And when I did, I said, "Wow, I didn't know this, I didn't know that." And I said, "You know what? I was going to write a co-author a book with a professor." Okay. And the professor said, "Well, since my university is paying for such and such, I just want you to write the forward." And I was just, yeah. No. angry to no end and I was like I felt like my dad when he got stabbed in the back by the system and I, I but then I heard something inside me say boy you know what I would do <laughs> yeah and I said hmm it's 2020 let's yeah. get it going so I was like I was like he said do it yourself yeah do and it I your said, way I'm gonna do it myself yeah and it flowed like brother butter yeah. my brother and I, um, when I give it to people to read, they're like, wow, man, this yeah. is, how, how do you do it like this? <laughs> this is, <laughs> we didn't know you could do this. And I said, yeah. no, it just was a, a heart thing. Man. Yeah. The it emotion just, came out. It just, yep. it all came out and I had a flow. And then I, I just really wanted to honor my father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I ask you, if your dad was to drink that beer today, 
may he rest in peace also. I know he passed away yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, would he be proud of the beer? I think he would be because um, uh, I'm a spiritual kind of brother anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. up, um, just going to be honest with you, I was up praying, right? Yeah. I was about to pray. And then something hit me in my spirit. Don't pray. I said, yeah. don't pray. <laughs> Go mm. find the recipe online. Ah. I said, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. And I never could find it before. But yeah. it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. Weird things happen at <laughs> around that man. time. I'll tell you, yeah. But I went online. Boom. It, it goes to show... In my opinion, the bigger the, the powers that connect us all, regardless yeah. of time, space, anything, That's you know, right. life, death, that how we're all still connected. God uh, don't it, fall asleep, y'all. Yeah. Well, the human spirit either <laughs> don't, yeah. don't yeah. fall asleep. Yeah. Legacy yeah. doesn't and fall I, asleep. I'm going to just tell you, man, it just popped up and it <laughs> was like the master brewer's recipe. Okay. Yeah. And that's what we're using today. Right. Oh, man. And with some things that weren't, and we can have we have a brewer here that's yeah. part of the right. process, and he can tell you yeah. exactly some of the hops and things. Some of the things are not used these days, right? But they made it happen, right? So yeah. this is people's beer. People's that's beer. Oh uh, yeah, man, there a, it is. The story, so just this part of the story. Right. It's, it, it could be a beautiful story on its own. All right on here. its own. Yeah. Sorry. It could be a movie, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. I hear that all the time. I'm telling you. Like, well, just from what has occurred, just the the little fraction we've talked right. about so far, right. the history of this, right. like, this is a beautiful story. I'm just saying, if you ever do a movie, you got to have a scene about the podcast. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, but, uh, you be in there. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Sacramento. He, oh, he just wants to wait. But only from, only from the shoulder up. Like, that's it. That's all I'm going to do. All right, so, so I didn't introduce Raj, and that was rude, but that's another... Another royalty of Sacramento when it comes to beer, man. He's making Absolutely. some of the some of the best beer right now in town. Um, and like, let's just get your experience, Raj, on on not only the history behind the beer because I know how you feel about the stuff that's going on right now, the stuff that's always gone on, and how and we've had these conversations about the stuff that goes on and how important movements are. So, how important is the beer and and the process and how did it make you feel? Well, just in general, uh, just having an opportunity to, uh, you know, be a part of the Mac legacy right now. So this right. is history in the making. And, uh, you know, I was already doing research on Mr. Mac Sr. Yeah. Uh, just because I wanted to see how many black brewers were out there, or brewery owners were out there right. back in the day. And uh, he was the only one that I found online. Yeah. I know there's probably more information about him out there, but... Uh, it was very, very hard to find certain things. Up until yeah. mm-hmm. maybe like two years ago. Right. Because when I yep. went back to look for that information, yep. uh, the information was suppressed and it was scrubbed. Right. And there's also a peoplesbrewing.com, a people's mm-hmm. beer. So it's yeah. scrubbing yeah. all of the information that I was looking for. Right. But uh, I can say everybody at uh, Oak Park Brewing Company were totally ecstatic. Yeah. To have this opportunity. And Jeff's phone keeps ringing. Keeps ringing. I told him to silence <laughs> so, it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I he don't doesn't know. know do he it. doesn't know how to silence it, so you're yeah, going to hear so the ring. I just ring. put it under my thigh. Uh, <laughs> you know, Keeping so, it warm. Yeah, it yeah. Warm. So, Jeff, uh, if your phone comes back and it smells a little different. Oh, it's iPhone? Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. I can I can silence it. Okay. Yeah, and it's from. Let's see who's calling, though. <laughs> let's see who is calling. Is it Becca? Oh, no. 
I just talked to Becca. So if you can turn it off. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry about that. No, no worries. That's good times. Done. All right. See, that's, yeah. Easy solution. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Easy, Samsung easy. like I do, I assume. Yeah. 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 Baby, yeah. baby. Yeah. So, but uh, so, back but to... Uh, I kind of want to... Oh, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, just uh, my involvement with the beer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm happy with it. Uh, it turned out really well. Uh, just to have the original recipe, that's... Man, that's amazing. So that recipe is over 100 years old, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been brewed in 70 in 50 years. Mm-hmm. So to have that opportunity to do that, I think it tastes really good. Right. And we're looking forward to uh, the second release of it in, uh, on October 10th. That this is going to sound really ignorant, but what yeah, kind of beer, what kind of flavor profile uh, is it? It's a light lager. Okay. Ooh, I'm going to drink it yeah, all day. light lager. You can mow the lawn to that. So the grain build, super simple. Uh, we oh, had yeah. to have the yeast made. They had what? to, like, build it from scratch. Is it just, like, not a common brewery it's, yeast anymore? Or? Well, you got to think about 50 not, years ago. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we put some time and effort and uh, research into that. And, uh, you know, we found somebody that could recreate it. Wow. And I'm looking forward to brewing tomorrow because mm-hmm. that's what we're getting down with. We're brewing the real deal holy wow. tomorrow. That right is super on. dope. I mean, and again, like Oak Park is one of the places you want to you wanna have that happen to. Because, I mean, again, you guys, like Oak Park is one of the places right now that are approachable. Um, you guys are down. If the idea is good and it's for a good cause or a good message, man, you know, you guys are always in the forefront of every every single thing when it comes to that. So here's my question to Mr. Uh, Mr. Mac, right? So if, like, what, if, if there's anything you can tell us, like, what happened with the brewery that couldn't, that couldn't stay open more than, more than the two years that it was open? When it came well, to the... Can I do a little preface question? Oh, yeah, let's sure. do it. So what inspired your dad to purchase the brewery and, his, and his conglomerate to, to purchase the, the brewery? Well, um... They were going for something much bigger than that. They wanted to be one of the recognized yeah, big boys. They, they, that's what they went for first. This they were, is, they was in the home this run. Is, this is the second one. Oh, that they okay. okay. They went for one that was much bigger than this. Sunshine? It was, it was No, Sunshine was maybe. But anyway. <laughs> maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. A good fifth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what happened was um, that they... My father was a civil rights guy. You said okay. you're going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. He was a civil yeah. rights guy. That's kind of want to hear about okay. the history of your. And before I get into that, I can tell you how this happened. And he was a social worker. <laughs> so, uh-huh. as a social worker, he always wanted to. His whole thing was how can I help people? Mm-hmm. He didn't believe in just keeping people on welfare. He said, we're going to lift them up and out. And they, he would have debates with his uh, professors, mm-hmm. and they'd say, "No, but we supposed to." I said, "No, no." He said, "You're not gonna trap my people." Yeah. He said, yeah. "What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give them a hand up and out." Yes. And that's what he used to do. They gave him the hundred worst cases and said, "You gonna last? He gonna last a week?" <laughs> and. Nobody would answer the door. When they answered the door, they cussed him out, slammed the door in his face. They wouldn't come to the office and all that. But he knew they had needed something that he had, which right. was that check. Mm-hmm. So when it came close to that time, he said, don't send out the checks to my clients. 
because they just won't speak to me. The next day, everybody was in that office. Hundred phone calls. To speak. Yep. Yep. With my check at. Yeah, yeah. with my check at. That yeah. basically what, was it. What was the and great quote? He did. He did not. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, uh, Mario. Oh, the told, quote that I found him with his yeah. dad. It was, "There's no black power. There's no white power. There's green power." Yeah. And, yeah. You yeah. Know? And so, um, basically, what he did, he waited till the end of the day and came out and said, "Next time I come to your door, you talk to me." You set up a me, we're going to get this done. We got to do it together. Yeah. Or you're not going to get paid. Everybody then <laughs> started opening the door. And what he did was, not only would he get him that check, but he find out, why are you in this situation? Let's get you some training. Let's, let's get, get you to the root yeah, cause. Yeah, let's yep. get you to yeah. the next level. Yep. And there's this one guy, big guy, that you know, challenged him, you know. <laughs> but, you know, dad is... From the country, he picked cotton. He used yeah. to wrestle pigs and <laughs> and, and cows. So he's like, yeah, yeah, taking on the man is nothing to him. Yeah. And so this big guy tried to challenge dad, and dad handled it very quickly. And the the wife was no, no, the girlfriend don't don't hurt him, don't hurt him. He said, I ain't gonna hurt him, but don't tell him to come. He don't need to come after me. And right. it happened that this guy just lost his job, and he was just so despondent, and he, he just broke down in tears. And Dad like, oh, oh wow, yeah. okay. And then he ended up helping this guy get a good job that he got off welfare. Yeah. That's yeah. what okay. my pops would do. Well, it, it's empowering people, mm-hmm. helping people empower, empower themselves and raise themselves out of shitty situations. Yeah. Yep. Right. And then he was so good at what he did, um, they would have him train the new people to coming on, yeah. okay? Yeah. But then they would promote them over him. Huh, that's time, interesting. Yeah, all white. Uh, yeah. All time after time after time. And Dad got fed up. He said, you do it one more time, and I'm going to walk out that door. Yeah. And sure enough, he did. Yeah. He, they did it one more time. He walked out the door, and he must have been blackballed because he couldn't find a job. They, nobody would hire him. And oh, wow. He, he went uh, to, um, what was it, A.O. Smith, a foundry job where they were building car frames. Okay, okay. And so when he went online, all the brothers were like, this is the Mr. Big Shop civil rights leader, college educator here on the line with us. He said, yeah, I got to feed my family. Yeah. And he just got his grind on, stayed mm-hmm. at it. One day he came home. There was this gentleman, this white guy standing in front of my house. And he like, what is this? Yeah. And then the guy introduced himself as Jim. And he said, I am Jim um, Wyndham, okay. who was the CEO of Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh-huh. And that's right after uh, King got killed yeah and the riots were in milwaukee and all over the country worse than what we're seeing right now right pbr was the big boy at the time yeah 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 yes and so um he asked my father a few things and my father i don't know if i can say it on your i'm not going oh you can cuss i can keep it you know i don't be cussing all right or you can you can say whatever you want he's trying to tell the deacon he can cuss yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm just saying you can do whatever you might be listening to me but but he listened don't fall asleep i I, yeah he showed up but but i will say this that um you know i ain't gonna say that where was that 
Yeah. It's on you. Yeah. It's your say world, it. but just yeah. live it. You can say it. You can say whatever you want. What, what, what were you going to say? Say it. You're uh, like, no, I ain't going to yeah, say it. Just, it went away. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the man from Paps Blue Ribbon was standing up. Okay. Yes. And oh, that's right. already strange at and that then, time. And then I know what it was. My yeah. father said that I'm not a house nigga. There it is. And he said, if that's what you're looking for, then you need to keep on Move stepping. along. Yeah. Yep. And he said, no, Mr. Mack, I know who, exactly who you are. Yeah. I know what you did in the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah. Because my father was the one that led the March on Washington from Wisconsin. Oh, he was, man. He was head of this organization called CORE, okay. Congress of uh, Racial Equality. He also was the lieutenant to C.L. Franklin, who was the uh, father of Aretha Franklin. Hmm. And that was a Southern Leadership, no, the Northern Leadership Conference. And everybody knows about the Southern Leadership yeah. Conference because of Martin Luther King. Yep. And his point person for this was the late C.T. Vivian, who just passed. Oh, wow. And um, he was the one that got all the buses, mm. organized the whole thing, and made it happen. Yeah. That's, and, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. And yeah. so what he said was, you know what? You know, after they kind of left him out there working and uh, this, this CEO said, listen, I'm also the chairman of um, Karmas in the Milwaukee, and we got to make a change. We got to start giving jobs to blacks. We got all these foundries and all these things in Milwaukee, but we don't give you jobs. So he said, I'm going to start right here, and I want you to be the man <laughs> that integrates Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh, dang. <laughs> and my father said, only if you back me up personally, I only report to you because I want to make sure that's that the big. one yeah. the one that has my back is not the one with a knife to stab <laughs> me in the back. <laughs> yes. Right. And so he gave my father that authority. My father hired uh, 300 people, mostly black. And, um, you know, he was a manager and he ran things. And um, he told me one story when, um, you know, there's problems on the line. They couldn't get the beer out. Dad said, hey, we got to get this fixed. And when they got it fixed, it was too late. The employees, if they worked, had to get overtime. But nobody, none of the white managers would give the authorization for that. Yeah. They waiting on, you know, the man to come back. Right. My father said, if we don't get this beer out, that space on the shelves is going to be filled. This is how we feed our families. Yeah. So he signed for the overtime. Mm -hmm. And they thought, oh, now you're going to get fired. Man. Nope. The next day, well, the same, when he came home, he told my mother, I might get fired. The next <laughs> yeah. day, he went in the office like he usually did. And um, his secretary said, Mr. Wyndham wants to see you right now. And so he mm. said he went in there. He said, Mr. Mack, take a seat. He said, no, I'll take this standing up. Oh. And um, Mr. Wyndham said, is this your signature? He said, yep. He said, why did you do this? He said, because your family and my family fed by putting these on the shelves. And you weren't here to give the authorization. You said, I have authority. I used it. So you do what you want to do. Yeah. And he said, 
that's why I hired you. Tight. Because you're the only one in this company that would stand up to me. I always knew who you were. Great job. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but see, they don't make people like that anymore. No. Nah. They don't make him like that anymore. Because, like, even even him being, you know, the, the big man in, in in the factory, right, you got to... You got to think of how many people were wishing for him to get fired yep. and still be able to perform his job, do what he's supposed to do, and, and keep his character. You right. know what I mean? Yep. And, right. and that, I mean, I'm going to cuss in front of the deacon, but mm-hmm. I mean, I am who I am. I'm working yeah. on myself, sir. Yeah, I'm working do, on myself. Do, do, do what you do. I mean, people don't have the balls placed like that anymore when no. it comes to, even when we look at movements now, I'm like a big, like... I'm very critical on our side of things. I go, we don't have campaigns. We don't do what they used to do before. We're mm-hmm. we're not long lasting. We put out LPs, but not a full album. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it was full albums back in the days yes, when it, it came was. to movements. And yep. I mean, even from the music, the movements, and everything that minorities did together, and they worked together. You know what I'm saying? And how even how Martin Luther King was so special to the Mexican movement and the farm workers. Mm-hmm. People don't know that. Yep. How black and brown were like working together, working together with the Filipinos right. after a certain point because we were all affected by all these things. And I think like men are not made from the same cloth anymore when nope. it comes to these things. Mm-hmm. You sell, very seldomly anymore. see it nowadays, but we're they're so drowned out, you know, by yep. all this noise and and it's uh, they get vilified. So to hear you know how your father carried himself. I mean, it's it's kind of like an inspiration to kind of hear like, man, we're not doing as we're not even doing a fraction of what people used to do. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and, and it's just because now the doors are open before yeah. there was they weren't even open. You had to kick them open. Yeah, you had to. Yeah. Had to kick them open. You had to and, kick them open. And still, he had the character to still love everybody. Right. He. You know, when they came, when he brought the brewery, they thought that he was going to fire all the whites and put blacks in it. Yeah. That was a story. Right. Yeah. But he said, no, no. He even, when he first went up there, he didn't take his crew with him. Ah, uh, yeah. He didn't take his boys, his yeah. vice presidents and all that because they were black. Yeah. He said, they're going to see one black man, and they're going to see the black man by himself. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to put on my mohair suit, and I'm going to be sharp, I'm going to be intelligent, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be bold. This is what they're going to see. You have to respect that. Like, you you, you have to. There is no not respect. Like, he went into the mix by himself. Yeah, he went to Oshkosh, and you have to understand what Oshkosh was. It's not the baby's clothing line, people. No, 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 it sure (laughs) is. It sure is. There weren't no babies uh, over there. You know, his mother told him (laughs) after they lost the brewery that you didn't go to Oshkosh for the brewery. And he said, what you talking about, Mom? Because it broke him down when she finally said baby I heard about it and she just said I had to come see you. Yeah. And that's the first time he broke down. It's yeah. in his book. He broke down in front of his mother. Yeah. He's like what they did to him, you know. And she said, no, you don't cry. You don't cry over this. She said, yeah. because see, God didn't send you there for that because you got to remember what Oshkosh was. Right. He said, remember George Wallace with all that hate when he went and ran for president? Where was that city that he went to that just so vividly supported him and they just went crazy over him 
She said, that was Oshkosh, Wisconsin that was showing all that hate. Mm. Wow. And you went to Oshkosh, and you took your family, and y'all are about the only black family there. That's to plant some seeds to make a change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because actually, when, when we were moving and finally leaving, I had neighbors come up to us and said, wow, y'all did so much for our community. Right. Our, our kids would come to your house. She said, the only blacks we really knew that was on TV or what we saw in the news, which was usually negative. And that's such a horrible narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they were saying, but y'all were like the real Cosby's. Your dad didn't take no stuff. Yeah. Y'all didn't get in trouble. Y'all handled your business. Your mother was like a queen. Yeah. Your dad was, had the biggest business in the city. Yeah. And um, he cared for people. He let them know he cared for people. Right. Um, you know, he, he supported the community. Um, Chamber of Commerce uh, had a soccer team who won the championship. There it is. You yeah. know. So you're, like that, about. you're like that, Mario. He did what he had to do. Hell yeah. And, um, you know, he did all that, but yet and still the system got him in the end. <laughs> Yeah, and and that 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 hurt him, but it didn't stop him. Right. Yeah. Man, I mean it's it's almost like, and that's what I mean. It's like I barely own a pair of pants. You know what I mean? And so I'm inspired to already even buy some pants now, <laughs> not some jeans, <laughs> but some slacks. I'm telling you, man, I'm working on myself. <sighs> but I think it's like I think people don't talk like that anymore. Like even as fathers or mothers, like even when you hear random parents talk to their children like you almost feel like that's not what's being taught anymore you know what i'm saying like that like it's not that it matters what you look like or how you carry yourself to other people but you're doing it for yourself because it's how you want to be how you're going to be respected at the end of the day you know and people don't forget that people don't forget the feelings they take from somebody treating them kindly from treating them nicely for treating them respectfully like people don't forget that especially someone of that stature i mean that i mean Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. Look, yeah. Like your father went to Oshkosh and to when it, it was what it was. I barely even want to go to Isaac. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's because I don't even want to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I stay in my little seven miles radius and call it a day. You know, and right. and and that's what I mean. I think I think the level of of, of responsibility that he put out there. I mean, inspired. It looks like it, he inspired a lot of people in his community, oh, he sure did. and the legacy still lives. And now with the beer, right? So now what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna walk over to that little fridge and I'm gonna break out the beer because I'm wearing to taste it because lagers and pilsners are my thing because I'm Latino and I'm brown, and that's what we like. So I'm just <laughs> putting it out there. Like. That's what we like. <laughs> I mean, look, when I looked at our beer, I was like, "Oh, it's brown like me. That's what it's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be brown like me." It can't. That's what I told her. It was like, when we make that beer, it's got to be brown like me. Yeah. And it made it happen. I don't know and how that, you made it feel so brown. And that's what I told him. I said, you know what? I, what I remember when I was a kid was the golden color when it poured. Mm-hmm. And then it was the foam. People's beer just whoosh. And when they do the na- next batch, it should be more like that. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't open up a can on this batch. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just one of, I'm so proud that this generation is going to be able to taste yeah. what and and even can, back then they're going to taste was, history yeah and it was known as a good beer yeah. 
uh, from what I've read, it yeah. was one of the one best, of the best beers, beers at the time in the nation that could have competed yeah. with any of Anybody. the big boys. Yes, yep. yes, and that's why they had to get rid of it. Well, yeah, as they, it stands right now, it's going to compete with everything now. Yeah. So, you know, so we're going to do this little special. Are you guys going to keep it in the the six pack? The uh, the what's those twelve yeah. ounces? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's part of our marketing and uh, distribution. Uh, Scheme, right on. You know, so yeah. Yeah. And uh, we won't be selling these as singles, just because they're not the tall boys. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you got one. No, huh? Oh uh, yeah, one. I couldn't see it. I took care of him first. I don't want him to. Yeah, I was like, what you know, like? I don't want to. I don't want to get a lecture all the way from Atlanta, man. I, you get the first beer. This, uh, this is the first. Oh, you ain't drinking. Time I don't drink. Miles don't drink. Oh, yeah, Miles, I don't drink. This cold one. I usually yeah, don't drink so. either, but this is a historic case. My dad didn't drink either. Oh, yeah. but, but when he ah, uh, see, cheers. I will Good smell times, yours. Though, great coldies. <laughs> Ew, that looks not right. Yeah. Let me, let me dip my fingers in it. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. <laughs> Get that poke Mac. down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, I can mow the lawn to this. This, this, yeah, this, this tastes like It's butter. That's butter right there. See, this is history. You drinking history. Yeah, it's, not, is, it's not like you're just drinking another beer. This is history. This and is they don't even make it like that anymore. No. So how was it? Was it troublesome other than the yeast and matching any type of ingredients or anything? Uh, no. Uh, the ingredients were out there. Uh, uh, the challenge was the yeast. Yeast. So we had to find a uh, yeast manufacturer to replicate. Man, how was that, though? Yeah. Like, uh, I Jeff can tell you more about that. From what I learned from Jeff, uh, they they had a recipe for the yeast, okay. and uh, they tracked it down. And you know, you just have to grow it. It took it took about four weeks okay. yeah. to grow okay. the amount of yeast that we needed to brew that long, huh? Uh, yeah. Wow, so, man. So here's my good question to you, uh, Mr. Mac. Yes, sir. The second. That's how you gotta say the second for sure. <laughs> um, so we talked about your father's legacy, right? Straight up. And as important as it is, but now you're continuing his legacy. Yes, and, and you I, say the perfect thing: continuation. Continuation. It's not a rebirth. It's not a restart. Nope. This is a continuation yes. of destiny. Yep. Yeah, it Legacies. is a page. It is a page being turned mm-hmm. for the next chapter. Legacies do not die; they just continue. They just continue. Yep. And so, I want to ask you: How important is it for you to continue your father's legacy, to make it your own? Because it will continue to be owned and then passed on and then passed on. How does it feel to have that responsibility and, and how and what's your drive behind it? My main drive is that I want to honor my father. Yes. There it is. I wrote the book because I wanted to honor my father. Can he, we get a copy of that book at some point? Uh yes. Yes. Um, we want that. It should be coming out this year and I'll make sure that when I come back I'm putting it in your hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh but it, it, it was a powerful book. It was a powerful piece. And what amazed me, it happened before all this violence happened in the country mm-hmm. and these yeah. riots and all that. But God had me writing about this racism in this system yeah. and had me, what happened to him and had me um, put it out there that some of the same things yeah. are happening today. They're still happening. And, yeah. and you know, my, my dad told me when he was in college, and this would trip me out, 
that CNL story. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. That uh, when he was, uh, he started out at um, Ohio State, then his brother uh, died from an accident. He was, um, they built smokestacks. Oh. And uh, he stepped yeah. on a rotten plywood plank, and it broke. And uh, the biggest and strongest one of them all, um, double jointed and all this. Yeah. He broke through, and his his brother was with him, and his brother tried to grab him, and he just grabbed his arm back because he didn't want to pull him off. And on the way down, he just waved at him, mm. you know, to his death. Wow. Dad was in college. Wow. But this was like. They had a thing, and he helped start it. Yeah. If you leave the house, you always got to pour back in the house so those who come after you yeah. have the money to go to college to make a better yes. way for themselves. Yeah. They took care of their own. Yeah. And that's what they did for all of them. And that's how Dad got to the university. Right. And, um, you know, what's amazing in all this for me is to see – that his legacy is continuing mm -hmm. and that I can see what dad wanted come to pass because he said, I want them to know what I did. I want especially our people to understand that we can do it ourselves and all yes. people that we can do it if we work together. Yes. But like he said, you know, it's not black and white. Money's green. If we you know all what, if, like that green. And if you work hard, and he said, if you work hard and you have intelligence and you do the right things, he said, it can happen. It, yeah. it, your father's story is proof. Like yeah. treating people right, doing the right thing, yeah. using your head, working hard, yeah. and success will come to you in a multitude of ways. And that's what it is. Yeah. I think, like, also where, where the message sometimes gets misconstrued is that because they, we see so many like stories of success of minorities mm -hmm. that certain demographics sometimes feel like, oh, see, they're successful. There can't be any racism. Yeah. You can't confuse success by a few to there not being quantifiable racism because yeah. there is. Yeah. There's microaggressions. There's all kinds of racism around. It's just that now, like you have mentioned, the doors are now open where we can actually walk in and we'll still deal with some stuff. Right. And we just got to be able to keep the same character and composure when it, and diplomacy at some points when it comes to certain things because sometimes the fight doesn't have to happen right there and then. Right, right. You know, sometimes we think that we got to fight at the first instance of a fight and it can't. And I think that's what the new generations got wrong right now is that we feel that we need to react so quick mm -hmm. where we lose and don't become part to fix the system as opposed to we keep perpetrating the same message. See, you know? what, what, what's happening today, and I, I could see in the fight that my father said, he said, we used to plan out everything. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that we send a tweet out and we're going to have to come out here and then somebody can take over your march. There was nobody yeah. taking over their march. Even though yeah. the FBI infiltrated them and started yeah. trying to mm -hmm. do some stuff and all that. That's, right. that's part of this America we yeah. live in. But um, he made sure it was planned. He made sure that, hey, if we react in a certain kind of way, then we take the focus off them right. and bring it back to where they want it right. on us so they can blame us. And yeah. we not the cause. 
but they can make us look like the issue, which is right. happening in this country today. Right. Not the cause, but they're going to make you look like the issue. Yes. They ain't going to talk about you getting shot in the back seven times. Yeah. They're nope. going to talk about, oh, y'all burned the bill. Yeah. So that, 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 again, to us, yeah. we can see it as, wow. Yeah. We, that's why we say black lives matter. But then they're going to say, well, all lives matter. Right. But when you say that to me, why do you treat me the way you do? All right. lives cannot matter until you black know, lives matter. Yeah, yeah. Right. If, if everybody, it's, they say everybody's lives matter, but you don't act like that. Right. So prove to me what you speak. Right. Or you're just speaking out the side of your neck. Yeah. Like you're just, pro, <laughs> like you're just protesting your, my protest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Without, yeah. you know, cause right. and effect. And right. it's one of those stupid fallacies that always occurs to yeah. where we're going to look at break down so microscopically every yeah. single word that's said and attack the min- most minuscule meaningless word in that sentence right. and blow th- that up rather than taking the yeah. big point of the sentence right. into context. Well, the other thing too is like we're so quick to give people titles titles of importance like oh, that person's an activist because they spoke about that. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be excuse me, there's gotta be a, like a musician or a rapper or, or a singer has a body of work Mm-hmm. Till we call them what they are, right? Mm-hmm. You got to have a body of work. Otherwise, you're just singing. You know what I mean? You're just speaking words. Um, you got to have a body of work. An activist got to have the same thing. And nowadays, somebody posts a thing that goes viral, and all of a sudden, they're an activist. And they're, and then again, and that's how we lose the unifying voice. Like, I'm big on saying we need to have a unifying voice because we don't have that right now. Mm-hmm. We just have a bunch of people that's just pissed off. Without cause and effect, then like even when someone's tried to even call me, then I go look, nah, because I haven't even done enough to even for you to even call me that, because mm-hmm. I've, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a it's a it's a title you got to treat with a lot of responsibility because now you're responsible for actions, you're responsible for repercussions, and right. and we need to hold these things to value. You can't just go around calling somebody an activist just because they spoke on something you felt. You know what I mean? It takes more than words. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of years of, of oppression, dedication. dedication, and like, like your father. I mean, like, even as inspiring as it is to 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 know, like, hey, like he just kept pushing from from yeah. picking cotton, and like, I mean, what to almost, leading people across the nation to, to people, march on Washington, mm-hmm. to oh. to dealing with. You know, people not selling his beer because he was black. Systemic yeah. racism. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people need to understand, like, yeah, your father was successful, but don't for one moment confuse the fact that he didn't deal with no racism just yeah. because he was successful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So where do you see the beer going now? Like, because, I mean, you, Oak Park Brewing Company is going to brew it, period, right? Yeah. Right. So where do you see, what do you see happening from, like, what's your dream? Like, we know your father's dream. Which is right here in the can right now, and all of us sitting at the table together. Because when you when I when I heard about what your father's dream was and what I read about it, it's basically sitting here at the table. You're right. Four people from different backgrounds, from different places, different socioeconomic situations, right. sitting at the same table having a eloquent, <laughs> rational conversation. So right. so over where a, do you over a cold then, beer over and, a cold and, beer? And and he wanted to lift up people. Yeah. And and I believe that. The company that is connected to right now, they're known for lifting up people. Yes, and it, that that is the legacy of my dad too. So yeah, I felt real good about the connection. Oh yeah, with uh, the mayor, 
And um, and when I got the tour and saw what was done, it was yeah. more inspiring. I said, you know, it's it's more than just economics, but you got to have the educational piece, you know. Yeah. And I always believe, and that's my father. My father was big on education, you know. Mm-hmm. He said, you can think your way out. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He said, so you, you got to train the mind. He says, that's why he didn't have us looking at the news. That's why we're looking at PBS. Yeah. That's why, because he wanted us to think. And getting to that, there is a story when he was in college. It's about, um, and there was a professor that told him when he left uh, Ohio State after his brother died, he, after he got everything straight again, he said, I'm going to go to college again. So he sent out applications and he got accepted to Marquette University. Okay. Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and that's what got him there. Yeah, and he played ball there. I think it was the last football team that they had. Um, but um, a professor one day said, "Mr. Mack, you're going places. <laughs> I can tell that you yeah. need to take my class." And my dad said, "Man, that class is always closed. Each time we go for our schedule, it's never open." Yeah. He said, "Come down tomorrow at such and such a time." It's he, was in the class. he came down at that time. Yeah. And my dad, he was standing there, and dad said, I told you it's closed. He said, ma'am, um, somebody just dropped out. Could you open it up, let Mr. Mack in, and close it again? Nice. <laughs> so dad got in the class. He walks in the class, and he says, okay. He said, these are all the movers and shakers. Their parents were movers and shakers yeah. in the college. They own factories. They are all top-notch, or at least money-wise. Yes. They are connected. And me. And the professor asked him a question. Who discovered America? (laughs) And they started laughing. They said, oh, why why are you giving us such a blankety-blank question when everybody knows Christopher Columbus and he came in such and such and he did this? And then the professor just looked at him and said, you're supposed to be the smartest of the smart." Yeah, he said, but you just believe the propaganda we sent out to really control the masses. Yeah, we tell them a story that they believe. Yeah, he Very, was lost. He got yeah, here by accident. Yeah, and people, he said, listen, <laughs> and people were already here, so it was not discovered. It was just you colonized. Your, yeah, you came to take it mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you must not be caught in the propaganda that the powers to be put out there because you are the powers to be. you got to understand and think yeah. for yourself. This is, uh, what do they call it? I can't think of the class now. But mm. uh, anyhow, he said, well, you know, he told him the truth and he said the next day he came in and he said, I'm, I'm going to show you something. This is how they're going to control this country, the top power makers in the not not people that oh the whites no we didn't we did they may be white but, but they're not including all them yeah because it's a different thing yeah. like you're like not all whites thing. are included yeah, yeah it's yeah. classism at its best that's that's like at the one yeah. percent okay yeah they control things i told that's you miles so, you're right here with yeah. me yeah 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 for real for real and that's what martin yeah. king was trying to say yeah. you know we need to all work together to change yeah. this thing. Yep. But um, what he did was the presser came in one day and said, I'm going to show you two letters that's going to actually, they're going to use to change the dynamic for the next 100 years. 
Yeah. He said because America is really too much leaning on for their for what they want on this thing called maybe truth. Yeah. It's, it's not all the way there, but it just sometimes pops up, and it's a problem for those powers to be. Right. So we got to change truth. Yeah. He wrote a C on the board and an L on the board. And when my father told me this story, this is over 30 years ago. Yeah. I'm 61 yesterday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy and birthday. I was, like, I was like, wow. I said, this is happening right now. Yeah. First word is conservative. Yeah. The second word is liberal. He said that's going to become the new truth. Wow. And it's wow. not going to be truth as we know it. Yeah. But it's going to be truth as power says it is. Yeah. To get people not looking at what we're really doing, yeah. have them looking at each other. And yeah. now you see the perfect play being done right now. Nobody is looking at truth. They're just looking yeah. at my side, Who can we your point side. fingers at? Yep. And that's why I'm an yep. independent. Yep. Like, we have a good a good way of, like, verbalizing it, too, where it's like, it's the horseshoe effect, where the liberal and the conservative are the same two people, mm-hmm. and the people <laughs> in the middle are the very few mm-hmm. that know what's up, mm-hmm. but the two people at top, the liberal and the conservative, just spewing that hate down yep. to try to move the masses way in one way or another. Right. Yep. And it's sad to see it. I mean, to see it predicted like that, I mean, that's how you know, like, how how we need to be more aware and how, how important, like, um, independent... Um, independent thinking. Independent yes. thinking yes. and independent yes. journalism. Like, even when I found the stories of your father, they weren't done by a newspaper. They were done by blogs. Yeah. Yeah. It, it tells you like how much we I, think of I a, found a couple from Oshkosh, like historical society mm-hmm. yeah, and things mm-hmm. like that. But not but, a one big shot newspaper or like a you know what I mean? So and that's and that's why I'm glad I found what I had when I wrote the book. Because yeah. in his things were articles from <sighs> newspapers. So from now, the day. Now, wow. Not only that, and so they have, can't take that. You have artifacts now. Yeah. You have treasure yeah. seriously yeah. treasures yeah. now from yeah. man. That's that gave me goosebumps. That is yeah. super dope. Yeah. I mean yeah, we're amazing. like just to like again, like it's like for me, like when I when we first started recording, like I didn't learn about racism till I got here when I was right. at a right. at an older age and and to even hear you talk about it, even though I see it on TV, I see it's happened to me. I still don't know what it is to be black, what it feels to be black, because mm-hmm. though I do, I have have dealt with certain things. It's still not the same thing, and right. I think that's what people need to come to understand is like. It doesn't have to happen to you for you to understand it. You know, you just yeah. got to listen to people, hear their stories, and just because it doesn't happen to you, don't mean it's not. It doesn't there. mean or it's not there. Because yeah. just because you don't see it in your town, in your right. city, on your block, it right. does not mean that this is not or real. Right in the government, in the White House, and yeah. you say, "Oh, it's not none." How can you say that? <laughs> and okay. you, you don't experience, especially you, a Wall Street guy. Absolutely. And yeah. so, but but the issue is, you know, that truth. We got to learn how to deal with truth and right. confront power. Yeah. You can't let a tweet scare you. You can't let those who my my dad had an analogy of uh, bigotry. He called it back in the day. Right. He said bigotry is this. He said this is what he told Winman when he uh, Wyndham when he tried to get him back to uh, pass Blue River. He said, y'all created a monster. 
<laughs> he said, and uh, that monster has a devastating effect on my people. He said, but what it does is it seeps in. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, when it seeps in, it begins to blind your eyes so now you can't see. Yeah. It begins to deafen your ears but now you can't hear truth. Yeah. He said, then it begins to freeze up your mind so nothing else can get in. And then hate starts pouring out. Right. And then you take the injection of that hate and spew it into your children for the next generation to be infected. And we deal with the damage of that hate. Yeah, I think one of one of the biggest weapons that's against us and we that it's resentment because yeah. resentment keeps us from progress. Because yep. even you know we're all get res- resentful even if we take it res- relationships. It ruins it ruins relationships with boyfriend and girlfriends, right? Families, you know all this stuff and and our biggest virus that I mean no pun intended to what's going on now to us minorities is is the resentment that we have and that we continue to carry because we do spew that into our children. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've had to check myself a few times with my son. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to teach him to not only be a brown kid, mm-hmm. but also he's half white. Mm-hmm. No, a quarter white. You know what I'm saying? So then I, I have to be wary of, like, okay, I have to respect the fact that he's a quarter white mm-hmm. and not say things that would cause him to be resentful and hate himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the worst thing we can do right now is hate ourselves. And even the way some of us act now, it's, it's, we just, it's, it's that conditioning of hating ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And resentment again is one of the biggest, big, like resentment can keep us from getting a good job, from talking to the right people. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you talk about your father making it into that class, that was always closed. Like, I bet you his conversations changed. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer if like if you want to progress, progress, you have to change the conversations that you've been having to something different because right. if you keep reading the same book, just reading books that you agree with or that agree with your ideals, you're gonna constantly just believe that one thing and you're not gonna be a well rounded person to even think of things to think your way right. out of situations. Right. You know? Um so another question that I do have is so for you now, like the beer, I mean, we said it already. It's a great beer. It's amazing beer. I'll drink it all day mm-hmm. um, if I could. Um, where do you see it? Like, I think I asked it already, but like, where do you see it going mm-hmm. now that it's going to be brewed here? Like, do you see it happening? Like, it can happen all over the country, um, all this stuff. That's the goal. Um, my father was trying to expand as fast as he could because he knew what they're trying to do. And if he <laughs> if he won the race, people's beer back then would still be here. Yep. I would have been oh, drinking absolutely. it, though. Yep. And because he knew how to outthink a lot of them guys because he proved to Wyndham that he knew. Because Wyndham asked him when he tried to hire him back after all this right. happened. He asked him, you know, tell me what's going on with all the big boys. Yeah. Which one going to survive? And Dad told them exactly how they're going to be taken down, and that's exactly how it happened, including yeah. Wyndham, because you sick. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Look, look at PBR yeah. now. And PBR, yeah. I mean, it's a they're fraction a side, of what they used to be. Yeah. They're a cheap beer. Yeah. They're, they're, a, they're a hipster's beer now. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you see, a, you know, you see a lot of people, a lot of hipsters drinking it. And yeah. I was like, you know, dude, I was just dollar tall cans of PBR, yeah. man. Dude, I, I, I knew it was like, man, what, what is this? I was like, I was at a club in San Francisco, and they were selling the tall cans for mm-hmm. like four dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, they're selling tall cans of PBR at a, at a club? That it's some hipster stuff, you know. Yeah. Press I mean? Club used to do it for two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we we're paying San Francisco prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Inflation, you know, it's just two hundred, you know, eighty-seven miles away. It's um, ninety-one. That's like right. <laughs> so, given what's going on right now, and we've been talking about that and and how important the beer is, because I mean, it's it's a movement. You're right. I mean, it's not a movement of division. I think it's a movement that I mean, the name is people. The name mm-hmm. says what it is. I mean, bro, like mm-hmm. it, this is for the people, all right. the people, right? You know, um, what are some words just to kind of cap cap the show? What are some words that you can kind of tell us, at least for me and Miles and and Raj, that like what what direction should we go with? Because we're responsible for certain opinions too, because of the people, the amount of people that listen, right? And what is some advice that you can give us? So that we can continue to do what we're doing, not sell out like ever, you know, and just keep pushing and doing the right things with the right idea in mind. Keep the right heart for others. Yeah. yeah. Don't just do it for self and selfishness because a lot of that is self and selfishness yeah. and fear. Hate yep. comes from fear. Yep. Yeah. And when they don't fear and they don't deal with it, and the problem is that America has never dealt with this hate. No. It was founded on it. Yeah. They don't want mm-hmm. to talk about it. They never admitted it. And and what happened in the sixties when they were when Bull Connor was doing what Trump wanted to do again, get the dogs, the hoses and all Man. that. He was doing that to kids. Yeah. And see, that got on T V. And yep. all of a sudden America was able to see itself. Yeah. They didn't like the reflection, so mm-hmm. they made a change. Yeah. And yeah. rather than uh, changing it into a lie, face what's going on, yeah. repent, start over, do what you need to do to make it better. Because I tell people repentance is just forgiveness. Yeah, You got to, hey, ask somebody to forgive you for what you've done. You acknowledging you've done them wrong, mm-hmm. not pretend like you didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... You allow them to heal. And yeah. when I forgive somebody, it is not me. See, if I forgive what they did to us, it's not going to heal them so much as it's going to heal me. Yes. Because the pain comes back, all that anger I have against them and all that, not hurting them at all. Right. It's hurting me and mm-hmm. my soul. Yeah. And so you continue to be do a good job like you're doing right here and care about others and teach your kids the same thing so that they will have a heart for others, uh, a certain kind of good pride in who they are, that, yeah, I can do great things. And, you know, one thing I do with my kids, they're all in college right now, but when they're growing up, they know daddy get up early in the morning and pray, but daddy also have these books with their names on them. Yeah. And I put positive things in there that they can read and what I think about them. So nobody can never tell them that daddy didn't love them. Yeah. That, I, that daddy didn't see greatness in them. Because when they're going through a bad time, read the book. Yeah. And they're like, dog. And one of, the kid, one of my kids told me the other day, he said, Pops. I said, what's that, man? He said, I appreciate you. I said, for what? 
What you want? Yeah, yeah. What you want? What you want? You got somebody pregnant? But no, no. He said, number one, for being here and for always pouring into us. He said, Pops, you taught us how to be a man. Yeah. And you taught us how to live life. And, you know, we read books because you read books. Yeah. And, you know, like one of them right now is reading 250 books. That's his goal. And he, he this, this is how it started out. He said, I'm going to go. Somebody told him, if you want true wisdom to start the pathway to wisdom, you go to the people that you admire, that are successful, and mm-hmm. you ask them what books they read to motivate them. So yeah. he came to me and some others, and they gave him these great books. I gave him this one, Part in the Waters, Civil Rights Movement, but it's about <laughs> a thousand pages long. He's still reading. He's like, Dad, I got to read 250 <laughs> books, man. <laughs> but he said, it's powerful. Yeah. you know. And then others gave him other books, and he read them. And then the other day I saw him. This little tiny. I said, "What you doing that?" He said, hey, "I gotta get through 250, man." <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. I mean, it's kind of like. I mean, it's again. I guess it is inspiring to hear kind of how the difference between how fathering has changed. Right. And I think that's another weapon that we're missing right now is that I think our fathers are not around in the way that they should be, in the general sense. Yes, there's great fathers out there doing the work, but I think not as much as back in the days. Where the importance, the importance of the message and the essence of the message was so heavy. Where, like, I mean, I was sitting here. Listen, it's intense. Mm-hmm. You know, like to sit there mm-hmm. and write all these good things about your kids. It takes work. It takes discipline to do it all the time. And I think as fathers, I mean, because I'm a father myself, and you know, I have to teach myself that discipline to be constantly not only be a father to my children, but be responsible for who they're gonna be. Right. You can be a dad, a father, all you want. You know what I mean? But to truly take the responsibility for who they're going to become, that is probably one of the most scariest thing for me, you know, because I know I've made my mistakes yeah. when it comes to fathering. Me like, I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. You know, so to kind of hear you go like, wait, this is what I did mm-hmm. to, to create the kind of humans that are that are right now all in college doing their thing. And by the looks of you, I can tell you like they're probably doing great and they're great human beings doing the work they're gonna be better than me that's my goal that's that's there you go because i come from the hood okay yeah there's another side to the deal yeah okay Uh uh-uh but god had to wash it up a little bit what you know about 40s and 50s yeah you know (laughs) but but um You the deacon run. gave me the look. <laughs> you know, hey, run something. If you, <laughs> hey, if you know, you know. Yeah. You know. But I, I will say this: that um, you know, I showed, told my kids because I, I understood the difficulty in raising kids, yeah, and the issues I've been through. That's why I'm so adamant that I'm gonna help them get over that at least as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna tell them the truth. I'm going to show them a path, and then I'm going to give them room to make their own decisions. And then keep the door open that they still can come to me because they're not always going to listen to me. Yeah. But they now want wisdom. They want to aspire higher. Because I would tell them, you know, I understood because I had to catch myself, watch my words. Because when I get mad, don't say stuff over them. Yeah. That's going to cut them. 
because that cut can be deeply. It'll last for years. It'll last years. for yep. a lifetime. Yep. Yeah. And they dealing with what I said. Yeah. And so I had to change that narrative. Like, I'm going to talk to you. Like, I had one that they said had ADD, and he could not be like his twin brother, and he's going, you can't you can't push him like the other one and all that. And I said, what? What you talking about? You, yeah. you must not believe in God or something. Yeah, ain't nothing you know? but three letters, bro. You know? <laughs> and she said, she, nobody asked me that, and she told us to just put him on the drugs. That's the only way that you're going to help him. And my wife was patting me on my knee because I was going to go in, but I didn't, and I made a mistake. I said, okay. Yeah. But I play, I, I coach basketball. Mm. Next day, he playing basketball with me. He in practice right now, I'm coaching. He making all these crazy mistakes. I said, man, what's wrong with you? Yeah. He just screamed at me like mm. he's crazy. Dad, I can't help it. <laughs> and I'm like, man. And I was going to blow him away. <laughs> you know, I'm the coach. He's everybody, still alive? Hey, everybody he's knew that you alive. don't yell at Coach Matt. No, you don't yeah. do that. And yeah. um, and not that high pitch. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I said, well, I was about to give it to him, and something inside me said, your fault. I said, dang. The delivery's got to change. Yeah, and I put him on that stuff. Yeah. I said, brother, man, you coming off that stuff today, it's my fault, man. It ain't your fault, man. And we're going to do behavioral modification, which the doctor said can't be done. Yeah. And I said, uh, you know, we'll think of ways. And I gave him, the next day I gave him like three things we're gonna, he can do yeah. before he kind of go off. But I said, but the last thing I got for you, see that belt right there? Yeah. You know, if I got to, if I had to tighten you up, I'm going to tighten you up. <laughs> hey, ADD understand and, anything. Hey, you know, yeah, yeah. and guess Gabriel what? Control this, yeah. this, 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 I'm going to tell you, this brother <laughs> said to me, because I would at night write out things to tell him how I say read this and then we talk about how great he was how powerful he was yeah. what he can do and I said who are you he said I am such and such the great yeah and I can do all things through Christ and I'm just this and I'm just that I said cool man but now you want to see the end result this brother is at one of the leading universities there you go speaking Chinese and French uh-huh. And, and they right. said that that what he got, and that's what my dad put in me. He was a stickler for education, yeah. but for me, because of what my life went through, I wanted to make sure that I can empower those yes. up under me. And uh, you know, I mentor other people. Yeah. And just words, and like you said, when you said the dad's not here, well, I do mentoring, and I think yeah. that's what we need nationally yeah. to fill in the gap. And once you fill in that gap, and you. When you tell a young person, we show them their spark, that's yeah. it. Nobody can stop them. They yeah. own it. Yeah. And my key is I, I try to show them their spark, and they, they own it. But even know? with the encouraging words that came along with it in their, their books for them, like yeah. those two combined, yeah. like that's unstoppable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here's two things a, that I heard. It's a recipe for success. Yeah. Here's two things that I heard is that I still got a chance. <laughs> And that the delivery does not change the message. No. You know what I'm saying? Because we all learn so much differently. I mean, That's right. all our brains are wired That's differently. Right. We perceive things differently. And I, you know, I feel like um, it's so important for you to be here in a sense because I like when I hear you talk, like I almost feel like your dad's talking because I feel like that's how your dad used to talk. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? And and that's so like important for young people, not only young people of color or brown or or white. I mean, everyone, everyone should yeah. everyone should be able to hear the this kind of like like talk. You're right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because. I mean, even me, like, I'm trying to get rid of a lot of my slang, but it's, I mean, it's hard to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I feel like we need to learn how to talk like that because yeah. we, we're so accustomed to making fun of people that talk like that because we don't understand it. Yeah. Or we just ignore it or tune it out. And it's, it's because it's way, it's so eloquent and intense in the sense of that, like, our brain doesn't even know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You well, know what I mean? I, I had to change mine, too. See, I didn't yeah. always talk like this. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I, the way you looked at me when I said, what you know about yeah. 40s and fist fights? Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? I seen his hands. Yeah. God may have those hands yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. but they've been on some faces. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They, they have, you know? I must admit. Oh. I also admit that I'm fighting a new battle now. Yeah. And, um... My my wife always tell me you you just have a heart for people and that comes from my dad. I just yeah. have a heart for people. And he says you say you can see people going through and if you can help, you gonna help no matter what color. Yeah, you know I've helped white folks, black folks, everybody. You know that's what matters. Yeah, and and you know one thing my dad taught me one Christmas, man we he had a it was during the brewery and stuff, but he had money, money. Okay. Yeah. And I was expecting big presses. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a bike. I seen, him, I seen yeah. him bring a stack of hundreds. <laughs> I saw him put them in his pocket. I'm like, oh, he going shopping. Nope. He came home. Everybody just waiting for all them bags. Oh, man. Oh, man. There were no bags. Hey, I got I to gotta talk to you guys. He yeah. said, okay, Pops, what's up? How you gonna food, how you gonna give us a surprise? We just yeah. like okay. He gave us a surprise, all right. He said I was in the store and I was looking at all the people and I looked at people that seemed like this Christmas time and they were in so much pain. I seen an old lady had to put stuff back because she didn't have enough money. He said so I walked over to her and gave her one of them C notes. She started screaming. Yeah. I just walked away. And then I saw a lady with these kids, and she was counting everything and making sure. And I gave him a few hundred. Then he was going around the whole store, and he just gave it away till all that stack was gone. I said, Pops, you did what? But it taught me something. Yeah. That sometimes you got to give to receive. Yeah. And he said, that was the best feeling I had in my life. When I was helping people in need, he said, there's an old white guy. He looked like he was going through some stuff. He said, I helped him. He said, I just helped. When I saw need, I just gave. And yeah. it taught me to give. And so that's what I do. I give. And right. So as I give, I get for this beer right here, it's a life work of doing what I need to do and um, getting to the point of many failures. Yeah. But never quitting. My dad didn't quit, so I and always learning from the failures. Yeah, Yeah. I learned, and that was the key. Yep. Yep. When I learned from my failures, I started improving. Mm -hmm. When I kept on doing the same old thing, I got the same results every time. That was insanity. Yep. So when I started, you know, I tell my kids that you know, some people say knowledge is power. I say that's a lie. They said, Dad, how can you say that? Everybody says that. That's a lie. 
Knowledge is power, Dad. No, no, I don't care what you teach. You say that's a lie. Yeah. Why you say that? I said the only knowledge that's power is applied knowledge. Yes. If Ooh. you never apply it, yep. it never becomes power. That's that's yep. like a big shout out to the Facebook activists that are yep. just posting stuff and not really doing anything. What yeah. is knowledge yeah. if yeah. you don't yeah. do anything with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So potential is just know. potential. Yeah. And so yeah. I just I'm 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 here today. Cause I want to do something with this. Yeah. I'm here today because this was my part of the game. Yeah. They we're going to send you out here. You tell the story because people need to hear from you. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, they Kevin could have came out here and did this. Yeah. You know, the mayor could have did this. And everybody said, wow, the mayor. You know, but he said, no, you go do it. Yeah. Because they need to hear your father's story. Yes. And there's no yeah. one that's going to be able to tell it but someone that was in his house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm here today. And, and I, we I appreciate prefer, it. Yeah, like I humble mean, to be. Yeah. Yeah. So our promise to, in honor for you being here, is that we're going to continue to do what we're doing, and we're going to keep the same energy and keep the idea in the right heart, because um, that's kind of like we're all about, mm-hmm. you know. And we wouldn't name that we are Sacramento if it wasn't for the fact that we really do think about the people. Like it's not about me, Miles, Marty. Raj, you is about everyone, right. you know, and though we appreciate and we are honored that you are here and that we're able to hear your experiences and your dreams and your father's legacy and you continuing it, you know, um, we are, I'm inspired to, to do more, you know, just hearing you and like the struggles that, to go like, well, whatever I've been through is not enough, right? you know, and I, we need to do more as young people. And I hope that whoever's listening when this airs is that I hope that you are inspired just like we are to to continue the movement to, for the strive for the great things to work if, hard for to what work you hard. believe in yeah. for, and to you treat know, each other with respect to yeah. treat each other with dignity just don't open, forget that we're all humans and that kind of stuff open the heart a little bit um, so we appreciate you being here like I am truly honored you being here and telling us your story so um, the beer is amazing Thank and you. I hope that you, they did you proud and I know they did and I hope your father's looking down like man you know, like it's happening, this, right? Yeah, that yeah. that page yeah. turn, that new yeah. chapter starting, turned, the legacy is continuing. Yeah. It's a whole like, new book, you know. And, book. and when the books come out, I will um, hopefully come see you again. Yeah, oh, I mean, I like Atlanta. I'll take a flight. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love Atlanta. I Atlanta, I'm gonna tell you, man. When you're a hot uh, commodity, that's one of my favorite uh, places. Um, yeah. But again, we're honored that you were here, Raj. Thank you for being here. Um, I can see. Raj was just taking in the the situation, man. It's it's, I, it's hard to I, I, get yeah. not get lost in what you're saying, man, because yeah. it's it's intense and it's an intense in the sense of like it's so good to hear that, wow. and we need to feel that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, Like I felt it, and I and I am inspired to continue what we're doing and see what else we can do to to help our community the way your father did, the way you're continuing to do what you do, um, and do your father proud, and you know simple as that because those people died went through some things and we're like not doing what we're supposed to do so we gotta gotta, yeah Yeah. so with that being said you know we got an instagram and it's we are sacramento 916 and you know we got an email and it's we are sacramento 2019 and you know we got a website and it's we are sacramento 916 dot com and we are sacramento Sacramento. peace this is